a couple pillows to sit on the couch, make right. it more comfortable. And I, I put mine behind me because I like to sit facing Dan on the mm-hmm. other side. And Dan just set the pillow in front of him. He was all excited about it, I thought. And then just sits the pillow in front no, of I'm him. I'm still excited about it. It's a nice place. It, it's it's like half in front of me, almost half on my lap. Uh-huh. And then my phone is perched on top of it. So I don't have to like look all the way down at my phone. I've got a full throw pillows length between the couch and my phone now. It's a great setup. I love it. <laughs> well, you're welcome. Thank, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> How's it going, Dan? Oh, Andy, it's it's been such a wild week. And uh, yeah, you know. just real crazy. What's yeah. been so crazy, oh, boy. Dan? Uh, it's a man. Wednesday. It's a Wednesday evening as we're recording this. We're barely even into the week. Oh, no, we're not. We're... <laughs> We're about approximately yeah, three-fifths of the we're, way we're, through. We're, <laughs> as they would say, half of the way through. But as you pointed out, just a hair over half of the way. Uh-huh. That's not even counting those other two days. Uh, it hasn't I don't actually know been a you. crazy weekend. I don't know about you, Dan, but <laughs> I just live for the weekend. Oh, my goodness. I certainly work <laughs> for it. That's for sure. Man, this... When Wednesday comes around... I just find myself unable to wait till Friday night. Is that why we have to record these <laughs> on Wednesday? <laughs> I don't know, Dan. I agree. I mean, I also pine for Friday evening. You wish whenever you, Wednesday comes. You wish around. we could do like time travel recordings, or re- record the episodes that come out Friday or two mm-hmm. Thursday night at midnight. Wish we could record those on Friday evening after they come out. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So we could get a little gauge on the response to the episode Uh and then record the episode. Yeah, that's Uh good. Speaking of gauging responses, Uh I guess we've had several episodes since the last time we checked in because we did do a bonus episode Mm -hmm. in place of uh, the the regularly scheduled WCE. Wow. As I as as the fans refer to it. (laughs) Well, I'm probably the biggest fan and (laughs) that's the acronym that I use. Uh, and in my computer, I always Dan. see them in the in the forums asking, "Did you catch the most recent WCE?" <laughs> uh, now you know what I refer to these bonus episodes as on uh, my Google Docs. Um, a, I'm not gonna. <laughs> is it a burden? <laughs> <laughs> no, it is famously and uh, pause for edit here. Uh, episode <laughs> is the name Why? of my google doc oh know. that's right it's bonus a bonus yeah, yeah for sure i keep a, a show notes doc a bonus episode doc and boy are they both just chock full of content mm-hmm. uh, all the time andy speaking of these last few episodes we recorded Couple bangers. absolutely dan and by the way mm. if you go back to that juicy crabs episode mm. If you play the spring food drinking game, just just take a shot every time one of us says the phrase absolutely. Really? <laughs> so many. It's mostly me. <laughs> it's mostly me. But I responded absolutely to things only in Stone said at least eight times. Oh, I don't doubt it. I mean, I don't want to give too many of my tells, but uh, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, oh, for sure. For sure. Wows. Those are Definitely. big. Which wows is 
the wow is explicitly stolen from yeah. Doughboys. In so very far as much as cast. the phrase wow could be stolen. <laughs> I mean, it is the most common response of surprise. Yeah. yeah. Or, or podcast response when you don't have anything else to say about it, a description of an item of it food. It became a bit on that show because they just happen to say it a lot. Yeah. Yeah, they really do. Uh, but now so do I. So that, mm-hmm. that just that just mm-hmm. links us even further with them. It was last episode that we recorded, the non-Lillian Stone app. Basically, from here on out, that's what we're going to do. Uh-huh. Uh, Lillian episodes yes. and non-Lillian episodes. Yeah. yeah, half of them will be Lillian-centric. <laughs> uh, half, of them, half of them will be NL, non-Lillian. <laughs> D- didn't think that one turned out great. On our way out of the stew, Andy, no, as we, we were exiting the tower. And I left that that in. <laughs> like I left in yeah. us saying, I think so. that's not going to be very good. And I finally listened to it today, <laughs> a day after its mm-hmm. worldwide release. So after the masses have already had their chances to pick it to its bones... <laughs> And I found that it was uh, actually pretty good. I liked it a lot. <laughs> we got an extraordinary <laughs> amount of feedback on that episode, yeah, too. Very Most strangely. of it was people giving me fruit fly advice, uh-huh. which I appreciated a lot. Absolutely. Really did. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll notice, Dan. Oh, yeah. We're not in the tower right no, now. No, we're we're in your house. house canonically. Well, you know, interestingly enough, I had the same problem at my house. <laughs> and... Um, it's a little better. It Hopefully, is a you'll better. notice Absolutely. that uh, I did drink two more last night. Um, I didn't even <laughs> dump the whiskey. I just was like, "Well, it's already been in my mouth." Yep. And so I, I just sat there for another fifteen minutes, took some more sips, and drank another one. So I think a way you could get rid of some of those fruit flies, Dan, is uh, just leave out a little cup of whiskey. You're your a little own cup of Jim flu- Beam. fruit fly trap. Well, you got to be there drinking it, though, yeah. because if not, they're just going to sip on your whiskey, get all tipsy, and go darting around the house, crashing into stuff. You know, just coincidentally, I do put my whiskey in a flute, so mm. it'd be a fruit fly yeah. flute. <laughs> uh, yes. I'm sure there's plenty of things we could do with that. It's a container. <laughs> it's a container for liquid. I'm not talking about yeah, the instrument. Oh, the, the flute. Excuse yeah. me, Andy. Now, somebody on Instagram did ask uh, if you had any living plants in your apartment or in your house here. Sorry, you're not in an apartment. You're in a luxury house here. And uh, I, you know, I didn't get a chance to comment on there. But if they are listening right now, I just wanted to like... Uh, I don't know, put it out there that nothing exactly lives in your house, uh, plants especially. Uh-huh. I mean, you technically live I was going to say, it's a stretch calling what I do yeah, living. Yeah, it's just, you know, what is, like, at what point does quality of life, like, really, I don't know. I don't want to get into a, a theological discussion with uh-huh. you here. but Let's uh, move it on. Keep going. <laughs> I'm literally on my phone as you're talking. Oh, yeah, naturally. I, I'm, I have a reason for, sure. for doing that because I don't want to listen to you. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, last couple episodes, real fun. Lillian episode, real fun. Mm-hmm. Whatever things we recorded before that, I'm sure we had a yeah. ball doing as well. I had a high expectations for having Lillian on the show, and I got to say they were like beyond exceeded. She oh, was yeah. so She's fun, great. just like game for everything. Yeah. Sat out on the porch and it was a great time. Mm. Like it was probably even more fun than it sounded. I, I I 
comment i mentioned this in uh, like some of the instagram comments but like i cut out a lot of giggling <laughs> like there was a lot it's a lot of laughter from the back ports just cut out because it would just been dead air it was so much fun that i'm excited to invite other guests on uh under the same guys mm-hmm. not i'm sure it's not a whole lot of fun setting all that up and uh packing it up after we're done recording nope, wasn't but, uh, great dan no, d- didn't seem no fun. it wasn't fun uh but i mean i you i pretty much had to mop before and after uh-huh. um and then do do sweep the whole studio room that we normally record sure. in for the bonus episodes uh-huh. yeah, absolutely. uh anyway it was a big cleanup is mm-hmm. what i'm saying and i'll absolutely do it again oh absolutely hey if we get a guest on the level of lillian stone We'll do anything for yeah. that level of clout, Andy. And by the way, she's following me on Twitter now. So yeah, all of well. our listeners who were uh, keeping track of that saga, just know that uh, I am back tied with Andy for uh, <laughs> tied. being for followed by Lillian Stone. Two of the two <laughs> professional funny people who've yeah. been on the show. Uh-huh. Uh, full-time professional funny mm-hmm. people. We've got other people to do it, I would say, sure. semi-professionally. Uh, two of two. Both follow both of us now. Wow. And... Uh, I don't know. Maybe we should go and see with whom Lillian has interacted more over the last week or so. Oh goodness! I, I mean, it's got to be you. I, I'm just waiting for that uh, that RT Andy. Once I post something that just you know tickles the senses enough to get that big time blue check mark RT. Oh boy, that'll be the day. And by the way, I did look into getting a my own very own blue check mark, uh, which they are not giving out right now, Andy. <laughs> after that big breach that they had a couple yeah. weeks ago, just uh, putting a complete halt on it. But just know, once those services are back up, I ooh, I'm I'm gonna be the first Spring Food Mo host to uh, have a <laughs> verified check mark. Oh, boy. Well, I did go through an update, not just Dan Chilton's episode title, but I oh, went sure. through and updated all the episode titles to include the guests, um, at least the high cloud <laughs> guests. Some of the guests. Come on. No, I did almost all silly. of them. We had a couple posse cuts. Where we, we, had, we had a bunch of guests mm-hmm. on in the, the new titling system that I was using, like name of the person and then, and then parentheses thing they're known for mm. would not really work whenever you had like Shay and Blake sure. and Kat sure. and <laughs> mostly they're just like what you call friends them? just 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 the crew Shay's Moxie <laughs> Cinema whenever she's been on but I mean you know Blake and Kat both do cool stuff sure but uh I don't know if they're parentheses worthy yeah. <laughs> that's not true they to- <laughs> they totally are they just didn't fit in the episode title area is what I'm saying anyway I, I went and I added to Dan Shilton's it now says I think it says like Moxie, co founder of Moxie Cinema, mm-hmm. Tetris, competitive Tetris player, Twitter, Twitter verified. verified. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who is Very good. the only Twitter verified guest? Wait, Lillian's not, no, not verified? She's okay, not. for some reason I was thinking I no, saw that blue she's check. She's not, point. Kenny's not. In that case, I do not care if she RTs. I do not care for her at all any longer. I, I, I thought that. <laughs> Her level of clout had uh, reached its way to the Twitter company by now, but uh, apparently it hasn't, and I I don't care if we ever have her back on again, Mm -hmm. frankly. You know, towards the beginning of the year, I don't even remember what the context was, but uh, Vance Hall and I were talking about something. This is from DMs. Oh, This is um, non-listening. This is per DMs. Yeah. This is non-listening Tower Club member Vance Hall. Mm -hmm. Uh, He said... Clout is the name of the game in 2020. <laughs> and that was my first exposure to this new clout. You had never heard the I mean, the I knew the before. word. Sure. Of course, I knew what clout was, but it like really entered the zeitgeist in this huge way this year. 
And Vance was the person who fully brought that to my attention. And you know what, Dan? Mm. Clout is the name of the game in 2020. It's true. Building it up, uh-huh. maintaining it. Most of my uh, most of my life is devoted to clout maintenance now. <laughs> I see that. I yeah. have so little, mm-hmm. and I just got to hang on to it. Well, you're becoming a bit of a hype beast now. I um, am. You are rocking all the latest Supreme. Um, Supreme Bakery. <laughs> sure. <laughs> At first, you had a the look latest. in your eye as if you did not know what Supreme was. Latest, I know what Supreme is. You, I'm still not 100% sure. <laughs> you know I like the rap music, Dan. I know what Supreme is. Yeah. Pizza. Pizza, (laughs) the bakery. (laughs) Rappers love Supreme Uh Pizza. It's true. It's got all the stuff on there. No, you weren't there when I went to the Odd Future show in Austin. Mm -mm. You were at the other town. But I saw Odd Future. I know all about Supreme. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Back to the houseplants. Because I did have a a fun anecdote about that. That we'll uh, relate back later. Because eventually we're going to talk about a secret sandwich. I think that'll be the last restaurant we talk about today and that's inside sweet boys which took the place or sort of uh is the sort of the uh butterfly form of the chrysalis that was scotch and soda <laughs> oh wow i guess I, I didn't put all that together was on a very date i was on a very date <laughs> I, I was on a very date <laughs> it, this was in like january or february it was, had to be february because i was uh spent most of january in a recliner sure. Uh, February, March, something like that. I went on a date with this woman that I met on the internet. Very cute. A little bit younger. Scientist. Wow. I may not... I don't remember her name. <laughs> Straight up don't <laughs> okay. remember it. But I do remember... Jonas Salk. Huh? Salk? <laughs> Jonas Salk. You just said scientist. That's good. I like <laughs> it. No, um, I think... Oh, I wish I could remember the name of... Uh, What's uh, Reed Richards' wife name? Oh, jeez. Uh, uh, Storm. Sue Storm. Sue Storm. I think her name was Sue Storm. I'm yes. going to go edit that in. Yep, I think so. <laughs> Clearly on a hall pass from Reed Richards. <laughs> wow. To go out with someone a little bit less stretchy. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. Why not? I, I think I remember that issue. <laughs> Only thing stretchy about me is my waistband. Uh-huh. You know what I mean, yep, Dan? I do know what you mean. <laughs> Oh, I love this. <laughs> anyway, so this woman was telling me about um, her house plants. She said she has 27 house plants, and it's like her one of her main things in life is keeping them all alive, mm. which I think is really cool. I was sure. like, oh, this, this seems awesome. And she asked me how many I had, and I, I said, Dan, I have... Z- oh, I didn't say Dan. <laughs> well, maybe I did, and that's why there was no second date. But a bit of a Freudian which slip there. Which there wasn't. <laughs> with, with Dan, your date, yeah. <laughs> well, I thought you were going to ask me how many houseplants I had. Andy, we how many houseplants do you no, have? I'm, Put this no. all together in post, Buddy, Andy. come on. How many houseplants do you have? <laughs> I said, uh, scientist's woman, I have zero houseplants. Wow. And I saw her stop thinking I was cute mm. in that moment. <laughs> I kid you not, I knew right then that we were not going to hang out again. Wow. Well, you know, <laughs> you, you, you know what you like, and uh, some plantless guy just wasn't it for her. Yeah. No, I, I it, it it was fun. She was really nice. We had a good time. You know, Dan, that's, that's what you go on first dates for. You haven't been on one of those in a long time. No, wouldn't know much about that. Um, I mean... Should I talk about dating more on the show? I mean, it's like the only interesting thing I have going on. That's not even true. I have other interesting things going on, but... Oh, I was going to say it's not true because it's not interesting. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
No, no. Uh, my first date experience is, uh, I would say, a little different than yours. What with me and my girlfriend uh, both going on these first dates, uh, like as a as a polycule. Oh, right. Um, I don't know. I don't know why I'm making this a bit like I. <laughs> I think like poly relationships are uh, bit worthy. It, it, we're not poly, whatever and, uh, people. And I think that's a perfectly fine thing to do. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. We 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 go on a lot of first dates. <laughs> <laughs> you just break up a lot. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, well, that's the have thing. You, have you ever broken up? No. That's cool. No, never broken up. Uh, I'm, I'm right, right now, I'm, I'm with my first and last, Andy. Yeah. At least fingers crossed on that one. Uh, no, He's no. He's got we, him crossed so yeah, hard. Yes, yeah, yeah. I can see it right here. We, we like to go on dates as a makeshift thruple. And, um, you know, a lot of people, <laughs> I think, thrumble. yeah, yeah. A lot of people, I think, are in that for, like, the uh, intimacy, if you will, or or even just the, uh, the like, it's itch that it scratches whenever you get to go on a first date. Uh, but for me and my beloved uh, Anonymous, uh, we, we just really love the breaking up. <laughs> we love to get those expectations up real high and then ghost them. Man, what, what a rush. Oh. <sighs> Man, back on the apps. Actually, mm. I'm going to, why not? I'm here. We're here. I'm going to bring it up. I sent somebody a message just a little bit ago, and she responded. And uh, this is a person who didn't have any, like, description. She only had one picture. I mean, you know, whatever. It looks like somebody who'd hang sure. out with me. We don't need to say the name or anything like that, Dan. Um, I wrote, hi, uh, you look cool, <laughs> which is such an accurate wow. Uh, it's exactly how I would, um, I'm gonna have to cut this out because I mixed it all up. It's okay. <laughs> it was somebody I no, maybe not. I thought it was from that person, but it turned out to be somebody who had not replied to me in three days, responded to something. Well, you know, uh, hi, uh, you seem cool. That, I think that's the, uh, the level of confidence that anybody wants in a partner coming right out of the gate. Well, look. There's no information. There's nothing else mm. to go on. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> I said, hi, uh, you look cool. You look cool. Yeah. Okay. No response to <laughs> no, that. Nothing about uh, being attracted to them or... Well, I don't want to... Being cute. Is, is that how you're supposed to do it? Jeez, ah, I don't know. I'm, I'm not, I'm, don't have a whole lot of experience in the area, Andy, but I, I would think that you're better off just uh uh going straight to hey you look really cute that's what i did people like hearing that you said you look cool yeah that is not true. saying somebody is cute andy fine <laughs> you're gonna have to reassess this whole thing if you're just telling people they look optimus prime looks cool i'm not trying to Dude, like neck him, listen you I'm, know i'm doing okay you're, you may be right <laughs> You're trying to neck Optimus, Optimus Prime. Yeah, I mean, not for his looks. I mean, he's clearly a very intelligent fella, and I'm very attracted to that. But I don't know. I I wrote. I usually write the thing that comes to my head. And in this case, it was exactly what I would have said out loud to someone that I. You're in a situation where the idea is to introduce yourself sure. to them and that you want to know more about mm. them, and all you have is literally just a picture and an age. Mm. This person didn't even have a name. It was an initial, and I just said. Hi, uh, you look cool, which acknowledges 
kind of the weirdness of not having any other information on there, which isn't normal. Sure, and and I, I think you're presenting yourself uh, uh, pre- pretty clearly. I think that is a thing that you would say. Um, only I think the other person in this scenario has the right idea by just burying anything that would reveal their personality. And I think you could take a hint from that. But and you buried ju- it from just, everyone. It's not just, just me. Getting you're, making rid it seem of that. Like, you're making it seem like this is just for me. <laughs> well... I mean, who's to know? I, I I don't know how all the dating apps hey, work, Andy. You, can, you, can they set them? I mean, I can cut this out if you want me to, but you met Anonymous on a dating app many years ago. <laughs> I sure did. So yes, you I, no, I met more Anonymous success on than I have. OkCupid. I went on a date with one single person before her, and uh, then we've been together ever since. So How was um, another date? Let's talk about that. Let's talk about your last first date. <laughs> it was bad. Tell me all about it. <laughs> You may have already, and I've forgotten. <laughs> oh, boy. I probably haven't. And uh, unfortunately, it wasn't even bad in the way where there's, like, a lot to tell. It was just bad in the way where we went to Cheddar's and didn't like each other. <laughs> <laughs> One of those seems worse than the other to me. Which? <laughs> Actually, I kind of like Cheddar's. <laughs> I love Cheddar's. Uh, but, yeah, definitely, if I, if, if I could go back in hindsight... Um, oh, actually, no. if I could go back in hindsight, I'd do the same thing so that I could still oh. get with my beautiful girlfriend. But I just remembered I had a first date that ended at Cheddar's. Oh, wow. Like you like a first date to do. Sure. A couple painkillers and a box of no painkillers. Well, we split uh, the cookie monster. Uh, sorry. Painkillers are is the name of their giant like I punch know bowl drain killer. Well, is. I just wanted to make sure you didn't think I was saying that you guys were taking opioids yeah. or something along with your drinks. Popped a uh, couple hydros, got some <laughs> chicky fingies. <laughs> that sounds like a fine date to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, that doesn't sound too bad to me either. Going, going up to uh, <laughs> Cheddar's loaded on painkillers. I will tell this story real quick sure. i mean we're having fun dan it's 22 minutes in. we've done absolutely we've done uh haven't nothing. even gotten to the two things <laughs> on my list to talk about um before <laughs> we get to restaurants we're gonna have claire porter on sometime soon because she started this like food Ooh, print coalition wow. organization she not only works at four and seven but she's doing this like carbon footprint uh business not business like a advocacy group to, to help restaurants and i guess not restaurants i think it's actually just like regular people oh reduce their carbon emissions because a lot of that sort of advocacy is done on behalf of restaurants corporations stuff like that but there's not a lot of information about how to just do it in your day-to-day life sure. which i think is really cool that's so why i texted her about that you know we're we're friends whatever acquaintances i don't Absolutely. i've talked about this before I don't, I don't know if i'm friends with people that have been on the show that even people with whom I regularly communicate, it's weird. But well, typically after the mics go off, they leave silently uh, without saying goodbye or anything. Usually they'll just like kind of slip their headphones yeah, off and then that's and definitely then walk right out the room. It's definitely how it went with Claire. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean typically. <laughs> okay, so I was texting with her about mm. uh, Lillian because Lillian um, is you know Claire's friend before sure. mine, but they're I think all, it's pretty all friends. safe to say that we're mutual friends now. And um, we were just talking kind of about how great and smart Lillian is and funny. And we were like joking about starting an organization, like the, basically the Lillian Stone fan club. <laughs> and I don't remember what my first uh, submission for the name of this organization was, but I waited 40 minutes 
took my prescription muscle relaxers that I <laughs> take for my chronic headache and uh, was getting a little loopy. Not that it's bad, Mom. I, I know my parents are listening. It's not that bad. I'm just saying, like, I was getting, I was getting sleepy. And then I went back to my phone because the phrase stone stands popped into my wow. head. And I texted that. And then Claire, in the morning, mercilessly made fun of me for the gap in between, <laughs> which I absolutely deserved, and which was much funnier than me saying Stone Stands. Love it, Claire. Th- anyway. Thank you for, for roasting Andy where I can't. <laughs> I set you up like I told you so you could. I, my whole life is an ongoing roast of myself. Like I don't, I'm barely roastable. Sure. My friends were making fun of me in a Zoom call the other day because I'm, like, too thirsty for them to listen to my songs. <laughs> like, joking about subtly hinting. It's like, I'm not subtly hinting at anything. I'm t- begging you to listen to this <laughs> please, thing I made. Please, please do, just it. do it. <laughs> anyway. I don't know. I'm not that desperate. I just, like, want stuff. I make stuff. Sure. For people to hear it. Oh, I need, understand. Need people to know how funny my stone stands joke is. <laughs> anyway, let's talk about those two things, Dan. Who cares? We'll, oh, we'll just blow goodness, through the Andy. restaurants. Okay, well. It's not l- like one of us has a hard out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, one of us. Uh, there's actually three things. Number one, and very quickly on this one, beard update, facial uh-huh. hair watch update for me this week. Not not a whole lot of movement. Only been a couple days since we last recorded. You're staring at it pretty intently right now. Uh, I I don't know what to do, Andy. I I I would love some suggestions from our listeners, like they gave mm. you for your gnat or yeah. fruit fr- fruit fr- fruit fly problem. That's what you ought to have is a fruit fr- fruit fly fry. Don't tell Jake because <laughs> he's vegan. No, because they're trying to get me to make fly fries. <laughs> <laughs> so, French yeah. flies. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, not a whole lot of progress over here. I'm starting to get worried that the bald patches in my cheeks, uh, rather than growing their own hair, will just be covered up by the other hairs, like outgrowing. <laughs> oh them, yeah, that's how. Which it goes. I think yeah. that is uh, that's coming up. So I, you know what, um. I grew a long beard probably five or six years ago. I think sure. when I maybe around when I moved back from Portland, something like that. And I had a patch like right there, Dan, and it's no longer a patch. So like it has filled in sure. since then. I don't know how that happens, but I think there's hope for you is what I'm saying. I don't know. I'm you know I'm I'm trying to do some more like face washes, take nice care of my face, open up those pores, let those hairs out. I just don't know what to do, but. Also, I'm not worried about it because I'm going to keep on wearing that mask even after the city of Springfield decides that I don't need to. And uh, I'm going to hide this uh, scraggly face under it until it's worth presenting again. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I got to say, don't really love uh, meeting new people with it, uh, (laughs) such as uh, Lillian Stone. Uh, Not that it was too crazy whenever she came by, but uh, I look bad, Andy. Dan, um, no one's looking. And if they do... (laughs) They don't care. Well, no one cares about your facial hair. I except for know. our dear listeners who need an update every week. They they absolutely do, and they will. Uh, I don't know, Andy. I'm just I. If I saw somebody with facial hair like mine, I I'd be roasting them till the ends of the earth. So I understand if if the listeners really? have that inclination. No, <laughs> but it doesn't look good. All the way to the end of the earth? Okay, next (laughs) bullet point. Next bullet point, Andy. uh, The Brad Bradshaw memes. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's been 
a, a dearth of them. Is that right? No, dearth is dearth is a lack. We've we've talked about yeah. this before on the show. A there's birth no, of there's them. There's no dearth. There's been a birth of them. Yeah, a bunch, a whole litter. Uh, made their way on to uh, the Reddit forums. Yeah. Steve Pokin typed up a column on his top 10 favorites. Oh, I don't know if you saw the update on that, but first of all, he didn't give any credit to the people that made them, oh. which is kind of lame, Pokin. Yeah, not, not also, great poster energy. He did not do screen caps, Dan. <laughs> he took phone photos of his PC screen. Yeah, they didn't look great. <laughs> you know, he <laughs> as silly as that is, I think he did an okay job oh, while still fine. taking yeah. photos of his computer screen. Uh, but yeah, not not the most tech savvy guy over there, old Steve Pokin. Uh some pretty funny ones and though. Listen. Our fascist overlord at the wow. R Spring Food Mo, mm-hmm. VAR123. I'm calling him out. <laughs> wow. Actually, I don't. I mean, I don't nothing about it. He does a pretty good job, sure. or he or she, they do a pretty good job of it. But um, that person decided that uh, the sub had become too cluttered with Brad Bradshaw memes, <laughs> deleted them all, oh. and created a mega thread. Oh sure, which is kind of lame because then you don't get to rank them against each other, mm. which is the whole point of Reddit. Yeah. Um. Now, today, I gotten a little, you know. We've talked before on these episodes about the fact that uh, I have a lot of time and I use a lot of that time uh, in front of the computer for work, uh, not working. Sure. Because there's no work to do uh, on Twitter. And I was doing research for our restaurant recovering next week and just happened to see that the owner of that restaurant had shared a note written by one Ron Hurst. Oh, yes. Uh, That's I don't right. really need to get into it, but it was just like... A dude with money whining because there's being an there's an apartment pump an apartment complex sure. being built in his neighborhood. Lord forbid he mm. have to live near people with less money than him. That that was pretty much what he was he was whining about. Sure. And you know, there's all kinds of stories about Ron Hurst out there. He's that <laughs> kind of a guy. He's also very friendly, is what I've heard, but you know, whatever. Um and well, I made a Brad Bradshaw meme this mm. morning, but it got lost because of VIR one two threes buried sadism. Wow! Um, what, I did. What was it? What'd you do on there? It it was called SSLYBB, and it was the mm. cover of the "Someone yep. Still Loves You" Boris Yeltsin album. Let it sway. I did see that on Twitter. But in the middle, you did uh-huh. for like the five minutes that I left it yeah, up sure. before deleting it. I was like, "This sucks. This yeah. is no good." <laughs> I liked it, and it I deleted fine. it. And then I it's instead of like the little ritual and the. Middle of the like swirling of hands. Yeah, it's on the Let It Sway. Yes. Uh, album cover. It's just Brad Bradshaw and <laughs> yeah. Doctor thing. And it and says then someone it says, still loves you. Brad. Uh, Bror. I think it's like Brad. Bradish. <laughs> Bradson. Yeah. Yeah. It's not good. Real clunky. It's really stupid. Real clunky. It's really stupid. So stupid that I deleted it from Twitter. I was like, I can't have people <laughs> seeing this. So that was my contribution to, to that. And then later. Um, Somebody named Joseph Flores, who's like a Springfield Twitter guy sure. or whatever, because I think he's an English teacher, responded to my Ron Hurst post, but with uh, Ron Worst. <laughs> and into my head, I switched that O to a U and was born a much more successful meme that I was able to post to Reddit. Wow. Ron Worst, in which I <laughs> photoshopped Ron mm, Hurst's head. Yep. Onto the top of a Broward. No, that's great. That, that's just the kind of stuff that makes me wish this was a video podcast uh, so the listeners could see that. Uh, but yeah, there were some other good ones in there. Listeners probably already seen all these plaid plaid shaw 
uh, Rad Radshaw where he's holding a surfboard. I mean, these are all judged by Steve Pokin. So dude, mm. I don't know if he's really got his finger pulse on the meme zeitgeist there. And then, of course, you've got the classic Chad Chadshaw, yeah. Andy, where someone has photoshopped Brad Bradshaw's face into the outline of the country Chad in Africa. And boy, does that irk me, Andy, that I've I've been doing this iconic character, just a prolific character. And somebody did the same thing, but a lot funny. For two years, <laughs> and somebody takes almost no time at all to completely one-up my joke and make it like a thousand times funnier. It's really funny. It's something I had never, ever thought of. It's really good. Yeah, it, it does make me mad though, and I and I want I just want them all to know uh, um, about Chad and, and Chad's devious ways. Uh, I added it to the mega thread. I was like, he he showed up on Springfield Mode December twenty eighteen. Wow. Thank you, Andy. He's been a fan favorite. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate it. My personal favorite on there, Andy. I gotta say. The Brad, Brad, Brad billboard, where it's just Brad Bradshaw, but they replace Shaw with Brad. <laughs> that's, that's good. I like Very that. Very funny. I like that. Uh, I think that's a, enough meme talk here on the audio podcast. You got podcast. one more bullet, bullet point? I got one more. The Cornbread Crumble's back. Yep. Should have covered it when yep. we were talking about Vance Hall, but he finally got back to us, let us know that he had fixed the website. It's back on there. I don't even think it ever went away. I was just uh, you know too lazy to actually call them and see if it was still available, but it I... is back can't tell you how much it pleased me to have eleanor taylor <laughs> comment capicola, capicola yeah. frowny face <laughs> i fully did not know why she commented that until i went back and listened to our last week's episode this morning and then i also thought it was very funny it's hilarious <laughs> and she did yeah. it it just makes me feel really good that people listen to the show oh, yeah. which we uh, know because we see the numbers but you know most of the time people don't respond you know, or don't, there's not a whole lot of feedback, but it just really makes me happy when people do say stuff. I I love the interaction. Twitter, yeah. Instagram. I mean, Facebook is more your arena there and probably not a whole lot of interaction yeah. on there. But awesome. I- anywhere we can get it, please just just come and talk to us and, and give us some content. Now, I found that we when we're more focused on the food, sure, we don't get as much interaction unless it's like, hey, I like that, too. Mm. Or sometimes, no one's ever mean. No one's ever like, you're wrong. It's like, oh, that thing's my favorite. One time. One t- I think yeah, somebody was okay. like, you're wrong. It's probably happened. But uh, people are usually really friendly. But the real interactions have really been in response to things that have nothing with the food, which, uh, hey, you're all welcome. <laughs> yep, there you go. 35 minutes. That's right. A Not a, a bit real of food talk. special treat for those Unless listeners. Unless you love uh, <laughs> eating bugs. And I just want to apologize for spoiling Snowpiercer for everyone last week. You know, Andy, I don't know how long it's been since you've seen it. I don't think it's as big of a spoiler as you think. It, it's it's a sort of a mid movie yeah. spoiler. It's it's a yeah. it's not the big. I thing. rewatched it with with one of those fruit flies. Wow. No, whatever. <laughs> I I rewatched it with a friend uh-huh. uh, that is female, but that doesn't matter. Mm. Irrelevant detail. Yeah. I have female friends. Yeah. It's true. I know people say that no one is talking about me. (laughs) People say I don't have female. That's no. No one says anything about me ever. Like my parents might talk about me sometimes. I mean, nobody says any of that outside the private Facebook groups dedicated to that. (laughs) Are you in those? (laughs) Well, they're private. I could not tell you. (laughs) Anyway, uh, Snowpiercer. I remember that twist being a big deal to me when I saw it at the mm-hmm. Moxie. Like, whenever the movie came out, I'd be like, oh, whoa. Yeah. 
But then it happens in the movie, and it's almost nonchalant. Like yeah. they, it just happens, and it's not that big a deal. Yeah, it's, so a, it's also right. like a subplot almost, and it's not like the worst thing that happens to those people on yeah, that train. No, so it's it's a you know it it's really good movie though. Yeah, Would definitely good. recommend. I think I gave it five stars. I I love that movie. I want to go back and watch it again now. You know, I was thinking about this whenever I watch the movie. It's almost like it's almost like the train is a metaphor for capitalism. <laughs> No, get out of here, Andy. <laughs> okay, it was, it was a movie released in movie theaters. It can't have any critiques on capitalism. Those are a part of capitalism. Oh, you're right. It you make pay any money sense. for movie tickets. Yeah, I mean, tickets. it's a product I was buying. Therefore, it could not be uh, a critique of the system Mm-mm. through which we buy and consume products. You're right, Dan. Well, speaking of critiques on capitalism, that's the subject of the rest of our show yeah. here this week. So Until um, we get to what have you been did, <laughs> eating with your eyes and ears? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did, did you finish DOS Capital this week? DOS Capital? Uh-huh. What is that? It's, it's uh, Marxist theory. It's his book on capitalism. Oh, yeah. Karl <laughs> like Marx. Now I get it. Yeah. <laughs> I think I saw you maybe post a thing about that. Whatever. Um <laughs> Let's get into our first restaurant. Wow. I think we're first going to talk about the cow's pajamas. Oh, my goodness. Boy, Normally, I have a little written description or I'll have a little bit from an article. Mm-hmm. That is not the case on this one because the cow's pajamas is opened by a friend of mine and a Tower Club member. Wow. Named Adam Slimp. Oh, my goodness. He's been talking Slimp about. dogs. <laughs> yeah. Slimp dog millionaire. That's, <laughs> that's his, his, yeah, it is. his Instagram <laughs> handle, I think. Um, just one of the nicest gentlest human beings i i know he's a very fun person a pleasant person to talk to love seeing him every time i see him which has uh been a little bit more often as i make trips to the food park wow um whenever i went to uh nacho ordinary taco for the first time uh we had just gone there to try uh his desserts dan oh yeah a hard time getting through that sentence and it's like well we got to eat something first so that's how we wound up. I wound up kind of discovering how delicious Nacho Ordinary Taco was awesome. and how we wound up covering for the show. But anyway, since I uh, since we started the show, uh, I think it was around the time we started the show is what I'm trying to say that Adam first told me that he was wanted to start like an ice cream cart. I think is what he told me at first. And he sort of ran into the same pasteurization law issues sure. that Vance Hall was talking about whenever he was on. And uh, I think he's pretty much got it figured out because he has opened his... Uh, I don't know what to call it because it's not an ice cream uh, truck. I mean, yet. you called it a cart, cart a few moments ago, and it's I think also that's not apt. ice cream. But it's not ice cream. He's doing sorbet. Now I was wondering that, Andy, uh, because despite the cow in the title here, does this contain any kind of dairy? No. <laughs> no, they're not, dairy you free. You don't look like you. No, I was trying to. No. I was trying to come up with a, a joke in response, but mm, I'm just being no. no. That was what the pause was for, no. Dan. And, I'm so sorry, listeners. <laughs> I, f- I failed you. I was not able to come up with a good punchline for that. Yeah. Really let you down. Mm. <sighs> anyway, uh, Cal's Pajamas, I think he started serving maybe five or six weeks ago at this point at the Route 66 food truck park. It's a little cart right there by the entrance. Um, it's just a little teal cart with some fun cow stuff on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can't miss it. Yeah. It's right there. And he sells just eight ounce containers of various sorbets. I think he's had five or six different ones uh, while I was there. So full disclosure, this is a friend of mine. Sure. And I probably, honestly, we wouldn't be covering it if, if I didn't, I or we didn't like it. Sure. Oh, yeah, so absolutely. I did really like it, Adam. And he knows I really liked it because <laughs> I've been back a couple times and told him. 
I tried three different ones. You know, I went with another person. That's how I was able to try three. How many did you try? Andy, I only got to try the one. Okay. I, I had tried it the last time we spoke about it, and I remarked that I was going to try and make it back there, and I just simply didn't get a chance mm-hmm. to, but um, I had a bit of a roller coaster experience with just that one flavor, uh-huh. so I'll, I'll let you get into at least one of yours before I uh, go through well, all that. Uh, one of the ones that I tried was one of the ones, was the one that you tried, mm-hmm. so I'll start with not that one. Sure. I tried the strawberry. I might wow. have been straw. I could be mistaken. It might have been strawberry basil or it was straight up strawberry. I can't remember. I didn't write it down. It was also the first one that I tried. So it's been a month ago. It's been a minute ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we started playing this one. Uh, this one was really good. Now I will say that they these are huge portions. Like I would not recommend eating one of these in one sitting because it's yeah. a lot and they're very dense. Mm-hmm. So it's it's not creamy like ice cream, but it's much more dense than like a snow cone or something like that. Sure. I mean, it's full on like frozen pureed fruit. More dense than, say, a pineapple whip. Yeah. Probably. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. That's, uh, that's, that's kind of what I was. You, look, that's a better comment. You got to do a little a digging mm-hmm. uh, with your spoon to, to get a chunk there. Mm-hmm. But the, uh, the strawberry had obviously a lot of strawberry flavor. It was like eating, <laughs> like eating a fresh frozen fruit, freshly, oh. freshly frozen, fresh Frozen fruit, Dan. Wow, I can tell this fruit was just frozen. <laughs> I mean, there's a big difference <laughs> between fruit that's been frozen for like, you know, six months. The stuff you get at the school cafeteria. You know those frozen peaches? That's what I'm thinking of, the school cafeteria. Frozen peaches? They're Actually, they're really good. But it's different. They're not like frostbitten or anything like that. Are they really something good, that Dan? you were pelted with on the playground? I, I don't remember any kind of frozen peaches, Andy. <sighs> Maybe it's because I work <laughs> at an elementary school. Maybe it's a more recent thing. Dan, did you ever think of that? Oh, I, do they still have cartons of milk? Because I remember those. They do. They do. They have rubbery, Back in my day, rubbery little chicken patties. A nerd as big as you, we'd have to freeze one of those. And throw it in somebody? Chuck that at you. <laughs> <laughs> so. Is that true? No. <laughs> <laughs> Every now and again, if the milk's at the bottom of the little... There are not that's not little, but of the it's, big fridge will get frozen. They'll it get freezy. does get frozen. And uh, those are the best ones. Oh, I'm going to have to totally disagree with you, Andy. Frozen milk makes my stomach turn. For, slightly frozen. I'm saying freezy. I, I understand. Freezy. I, I, I'm talking about like chips of ice because that's how it does. They come off in little chips of frozen milk. Hate that. Mm. And it comes straight from elementary school because... I also you can only that, get Andy. it from those Arctic cows. Speaking of cows, Andy, got anything else to say about that uh, strawberry? That was really sorbet. tasty. Let's talk about no the one that we product. both tried. Uh, pineapple mint. Wow. Now, Andy, I went for this one simply because it was the one to my eye that uh, had a little more going on than just a singular flavor. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know if the strawberry was strawberry basil, but I don't remember anything else having like the flavor combo uh-huh. like this pineapple mint seemingly did. Grab mine on one of our trips to Nacho Ordinary Taco. I think it was the day that we recorded there. Um, ate my taco. Tried some of that pineapple mint. I'm doing a little spooning uh-huh. motion for Andy here. It's good because I don't know mm-hmm. what spooning looks yeah. like. Yeah. In more ways than one, mm-hmm. Dan. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, you got there before I could. And Andy, I, I came in to record. I told you, I think I'm going to have to get this again because I think it tastes like toothpaste. Mm. 
And I said that was not my experience at all because I really liked it. I know you did. Continue your journey. Andy, thankfully, I tried it again after we were done recording. Let it sit a little bit. It was in your freezer. Mm -hmm. Grabbed it out of there. Finished her off. And I lost that sense entirely. Yeah. I don't know if it was just because I really had mint in my mind. I think that happens sometimes. Yeah. You read a flavor off of a menu, and then that's all that you can think of. After you know, letting it sit for a little while, getting out of the record, um, I mean, maybe it's just how desperate I am for any little semblance of joy after oh. recording a podcast here. <laughs> yeah, you don't uh, seem to be enjoying yourself yes, at yeah, all. No, never. Uh, but boy. I grabbed that, and that mint flavor really clicked with me. It's not a, a super intrusive mint flavor. It really, really works with the pineapple. Um, my only real point of comparison here is pineapple whip, like I mentioned just moments ago. And I would say I like, I prefer this to pineapple whip's original pineapple flavor tenfold i would uh -huh. i would love to try one of the other flavors though I'd, you know it's something without the mint that strawberry sounded real good uh this probably isn't something i would normally go for but i liked it an awful lot it i tasty. liked it too i really enjoyed the pineapple mint i think it was probably my favorite of the three that i tried really? and i really liked both the other ones also it was such a unique combination mm -hmm. now but the mint is pretty subtle. There's not a whole lot of it, mint yes, in there, it but it definitely sets it apart from pineapple whip beyond mm -hmm. just the different texture um, because it does have a little mint to go along with that pineapple. I thought this was really good. It's almost a little, is a little bit of sourness to it. Is That's kind of a characteristic of pineapple, right? Yeah, I was just about to say, uh, I don't know about sourness, but I do find pineapples can be kind of acidic. They're in, they, that's what, I, that's what I'm talking about. Yes, not and sour, but acidic. And that brightness of the mint yeah. kind of cools it off. Yeah. It balances it all out. I will say that, uh, that I, I, I ate mine over maybe the following three or four days. I just, you know, dip into it there in the evening. Just, oh, yeah. Because it's a lot. You could, you, yeah, you, you can lot. take a couple days with it. This I, I would not suggest, like... Uh, you can grab one of these to split mm -hmm. between the whole crew, but you know, for Adam's sake, go ahead, go ahead and grab one yeah. for everybody. Yeah, yeah. It's not and you'll be expensive. happy you did because you, even if you don't finish it all, you can finish it all the next couple Refreezes of nights. Refreezes like fantastically. Even if it's like fully melted down to almost liquid, I feel like if you pop that back in the freezer, it's going to go right back to its original texture. Mm -hmm. The second or third time that I that I dipped back in there, Dan, uh, I discovered via the pineapple juice that I had, in fact. Uh, Bit my lip earlier that day. Uh, I don't know if you know what happens uh, whenever you get a little acidic juice in there. Hurts. Oh, I thought yeah. you were saying that you looked down in the container no, and discovered no, blood in there. Gross. <laughs> I wouldn't talk about that. I, I, probably, I probably would talk about that with a disclaimer, <laughs> which I wish you'd have given before you said that. No, like it gets, in the, gets inside the abrasion and oh, it yeah. hurts. Oh, absolutely. So, Adam, you hurt me. <laughs> Zero stars. <laughs> no, we're not doing stars. <laughs> if I did, it'd be a high star rating for sure. Uh, last one I tried, he had a chocolate sorbet. Oh, boy. Which Interesting. is maybe, and I mean this not in a negative way at all, but it's maybe less chocolatey than you might think. It's more cocoa-y. It had this kind of slight bitterness of cocoa, not as sweet as a chocolate ice cream. It was a, Maybe even more chocolatey is what I'm trying to say, Dan. It has almost more of a dark chocolatey flavor because it wasn't as sweet. Mm -hmm. So it's less chocolatey by way of being more chocolatey. <laughs> okay. Let me try to explain what I, I totally meant. I totally understand what you're saying. It's less like the sweetness of like a Hershey's bar. Sure. And more 
it's just like a darker cocoa flavor. Oh, I so get it, yeah. Not what you think of when you think of chocolate, even if it's like the chocolate flavor is more intense without the sugar cutting mm. it, is what I'm trying to express. I guess I could have just said that in the first place, but this was really good, and it was the least summery of all the ones that I tried, and uh, I still really liked it despite that. I think it was tasty. Big fan of the cow's pajamas. Definitely. Uh, I I don't know about why I'm saying definitely. I suspect that he'll do really well at the food truck park. Oh, yeah. Sort of uh, because he is the dessert no option where you don't yeah. have to go wait in the food line again. You can just go right up to Adam. Yep. He'll get you set. Get it real quick. And man. the fact that it's really good mm-hmm. probably works in his favor also. So yeah, I'm excited really to try that chocolate you, one. That that sounds really good. Yeah. I I think I'm more of a fan of a like bolder cocoa mm-hmm. flavor than I am like a milk chocolate or even like a rich chocolate ice cream. So that sounds awesome. I'm yeah, gonna, I'm gonna get that. And um, Adam has an open invitation to come on the show. We're going to ske- work around his schedule to do that. We've kind of been going back and forth a little bit. No, I'm gonna say like. Not going back and forth a lot, but the last couple of times I talked to him. You might hear from Adam on the show. Hope that you do. You're just working out how many pints it's going to take to (laughs) get him on here. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Dan. Wow. Let's move into Bourbon and Beal. Now, is this our big ticket place for for the week, Andy? Um, I think I'm going to consent. Well, it's definitely the one that costs the most money. To go to. So we'll get the uh, the cash register bell ding here ding. that indicates that's not any time that we the most expensive place of our what you eat in episodes. As of right now, the only thing I'm planning <laughs> to edit is the one naughty word at the beginning that you insisted upon. That's it. Bourbon and Beal, Dan. This is from an article by Mike Cloninan and Jeff. I'm frustrated because a fruit fly flew into my glasses while you said that, not because of the... I didn't say anything. You just laid that in. <sighs> Insufferable. I'm, I'm joking. Continue I love to it. suffer it. I don't think... I, I was afraid that with the whole fruit fly thing that people thought I was genuinely losing it. I, mean, I wasn't. People did show genuine yeah. concern, certainly. I'm, I was fine. Like I'm a grown man. I know that people get fruit flies, and it's okay. I'm going to be going to be all right. I was playing it up for Dan's amusement primarily <laughs> in hopes that it would translate. It seems like people did enjoy it. Oh, sure. It. All right, Bourbon and Beal. This is from an SBJ article from the end of last month. Nearly two years after the restaurant's initial projected opening, Bourbon and Beal began serving diners June 18th on the east side of Battlefield Mall. Bourbon and Beal is named after the famous streets in New Orleans and in Memphis, Tennessee. Oh, now I get wow. it. <laughs> Those two famous uh, pee and booze smelling streets. I've been on both of them and can confirm. <laughs> I've only been to one, but I did get Actually, some money stolen from me on it, oof. and it was not super fun. <laughs> Man, I would say that I don't remember those two smells, but I remember the smell of a different um substance sure yeah vomit yeah yeah that's that's the one i remember uh the menu (laughs) combines barbecue (laughs) and cajun flavors said owner michael feltz who also owns hot cluckers and a taco place that i can't wait to express my displeasure with uh just the very concept once we eventually get to it wow We've talked about this, Dan. It, actually, the concept is cool, but some of the stuff on the menu, it's like, oh, it's like making fun of millennials. Ah, uh, you, you yes. remember now? No, okay. but I don't like it. <laughs> he said more than 40 people staff the 49,000 square foot restaurant, which occupies former Nukes Eatery. Feltz purchased the Nukes building in 2018 from its franchisee, Derek Garrett of Danco LLC. Feltz declined to disclose startup costs. 
coward. Wow. Come on, Phelps. He must have heard the show and, and knew what was coming <laughs> if he did. Uh, or the rate of his 10-year ground lease with Battlefield Mall owner Simon Property Group. 10-year lease? Dude, these business le- building leases are so long. How, yeah, I wonder how long the nukes normal. lease was. But I mean, I'm sure it lasted five, six years. It, it's normal for it to have really long leases. Mm. It's also fairly common for those leases to be broken no and for, for businesses to be penalized severely. Oh, absolutely. That's, that's <laughs> what happened to the uh, Metropolitan Farmer. Ooh. I just read about uh, Riyadh, which we're covering next week. Sure. Um, and that guy had to break a lease for a pretty uh, uh, dire situation, which we'll, we'll, we'll talk about next wow. week. But that's a, it's not uncommon for that to happen. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, um, I don't know. A lot of predatory, a lot of predatory stuff going on with land uh, landlords, buddy. I, I don't know if that's going to surprise uh, you. I, don't, I say we not get into mm-hmm. it. <laughs> My landlord's a big listener. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going full on, full on dirt bag pretty soon. <laughs> no, we'll be the nice left. Yeah, yeah. It's been so so effectual. <laughs> let's, let's All right, Felt said. Prom- Permitting and construction issues contributed to delays in the restaurant opening, which was initially planned for summer 2018. Pool boy sandwiches, gumbo, and slow-cooked barbecue brisket are featured with most entrees in the $7 to $18 range. Wow. He also owns hot cluckers and the upcoming taco habitat. Dan, what did you try at Bourbon and Beal? Andy... You mentioned those po' boys, and they sure did catch my eye. There's a couple mm. of them on the menu there. I went Love with the po'boy. jambalaya po' boy, which it's not a nor- that's not a thing. It's like, not. That's not it's a not at all. Um, and it's not jambalaya served on a po' boy. It is just the makings of a jambalaya, mm. the proteins uh, typical to your jambalaya served as a po' boy. That is on a nice long French loaf with some shrimp. Chicken and andouille sausage, all tossed in Cajun seasoning that comes with grilled onions and red peppers and smothered in some nice gooey provolone, Andy. This is also served with fries, which I'll get into those fries here in just a second. I actually, Andy, you know, we text back and forth about this a little bit. Neither of us were super excited for this place. It's pretty clear what it is when you walk in or when you even look at the menu. It's a i guess a tourist place i don't know who's touring springfield but it is very much a mall restaurant all of the michael feltz restaurants Mm. they're very similar to what was the place we covered recently where he started to become a franchise oh geez anyway Uh, great american taco yeah, that one. Yes, Great American sure. Taco, Big Whiskeys. They did kind of remind me of that. Like this dude is trying to start franchises. It's it's a lot of branding, a lot, you know, they're very clearly going for an aesthetic. Uh I mean, if professional sports were still a thing, I would actually say that this would be a pretty cool place yeah. to watch them cuz they've got a jumbotron in there, like uh-huh. a miniature version of a four-sided sports stadium jumbotron right in the middle. I mean, it's just four flat-screen TVs. It's it's really not as big a place as I thought it Mm-mm. was going to be. No. At least their main dining area. I'd Pretty never big be- bar in there. Yes, I'd never been to Nukes before. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually, oh, yeah. I'll tell. I'll tell. I I have to remember to tell my story about trying to order there, which was interesting. Um, I don't know. I kind of like the inside. They've got it's all music themed on the walls. So like sure. guitars and records and stuff, which I like. It's yeah. all like blues and classic rock kind of thing. But as far as a chain restaurant feel. 
You could do a lot worse. Mm. And when you walk right in, there's immediately you see a wall made of like plexiglass. And behind that is this huge industrial yeah. smoker, which is very cool. I yeah. didn't see anybody like removing anything from it, but it was pretty a uh, kind of cool open concept yeah. kitchen back there. Yeah, I really like that. Love an open kitchen. Yeah, really do. I think that's pretty cool. So let's get into the food, Dan. I, Andy, I was mid getting into the food with my jambalaya po' boy. Fine. It was keep going. Pretty good. <laughs> Andy, did did you, did you get a chance to try one of the po' boys? No, I didn't. Well, I gotta say, I you know as as much as I was kind of dreading this place, I actually liked their po' boy a mm. lot. Really a long French loaf, nice size sandwich, which is good considering all the prices here. Um, I thought the shrimp and chicken were both nicely seasoned and pretty tasty on the sandwich. Could have done without the sausage entirely. I thought the andouille sausage was not great. I mean, just real, just grocery store, whatever. Dude. Perfectly fine. I'm going to read you. Okay. I also tried this as part of one of the things that I got. And I'm glad around. It's, I don't know. It, it, it was a, the bottom level of my sandwich, like below peppers and onions. So like four andouille sausage, that's pretty bad. We're not always simpatico with the stuff that we cover, but smoked sausage tasted like a cheap hot dog with tough skin mm-hmm. with just a little added black peppery flavor. That may sound negative, but it was, it was fine. It was pretty good, especially something to dip because I got it as part of an appetizer platter oh, wow. and it was a good yep. dipper. Tasted like a grocery store deli yep. counter sausage. Nothing special, but good enough for a family cookout. Yeah, but I thought everything else on this sandwich, including the uh, you know massive amount of provolone mm. that they smother everything in, made for a really tasty po' boy. I, I don't know that I'm ever going to get this again, especially at a price point mm. that it's at. Uh, well, I'm not going back. And yet. with <laughs> another really good albeit a very long wait time yeah. uh, Cajun restaurant here in town. Uh, yeah, pr- probably wouldn't go with this again. Now, did you get a chance to try any of their fries, Andy? Because these were the the, uh, the sandwiches are all served with fries. A mix of medium-sized standard Julian fries, curly fries, waffle fries, and potato wedges. Uh-huh. All seasoned to the same and uh-huh. not crispy at all. Yeah. Now I Soft. call these dumb fries. Yeah. Is what I wrote on here. Um, yeah. All cooked to like the perfect identical sogginess. Weird. R- very strange. You would assume that like with them all being cut differently, that like one would have a different texture than the other. Uh, like one would get overcooked while some would be undercooked. Just a uh, uh, preparation that uh. Really, I don't think any like actual restaurant, not that this isn't an actual restaurant, but not that anybody would actually do because it's not an effective way to even cook fries. You know that you can't get those all to good textures, and these all ended up at a bad texture. Really hated the fries. They're bad. Uh, Seasoning would have been fine if they'd have been crispy. I think. Yeah, yeah. I thought I same. Perfectly fine seasoning. And I also like the novelty of having three different fries, but just poorly executed and i don't think could be better executed i hate to interrupt dan no i'm done i don't hate to interrupt actually i kind of love, love it. it it's kind of my deal <laughs> i didn't it didn't used to love interrupting and i don't love interrupting generally and i kind of hate to be interrupted and especially unprofessional you just found how fun it is it it's fun to interrupt you <laughs> on this show to entertain people actually even as i'm saying it, i'm realizing that i don't like to interrupt people nor be interrupted uh, but I'll interrupt you. And I'm interrupting this broadcast, <laughs> this recording. <laughs> wow. Because the arbitrator, 
Dan Shelton. Oh my sent goodness. us a message. Oh, please, Andy. Send us a message on uh, Instagram. <laughs> he sent us another post, another Instagram story, which is a fruit fly killer. Whoa. <laughs> are, you think our listeners are getting like targeted ads based on uh, the stuff we're saying on the podcast here? I That looks like SpawnCon. It really does. I don't even know how he did this. He sent us some he sent us fruit fly bar products. No, fruit fly pro fly strips. Wow. Uh Instagram story, an ad. <laughs> an ad that usually comes up in between other stories. So he had to screenshot that real quick. Oh no, no. He full on sent the ad oh, somehow. Wow. Like it's full motion. Oh wow. So okay. thanks for listening, Dan. Uh you're welcome. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, let's get into what I ate, unless you have more to say. No, no, Andy, that's everything. I also tried the boudin balls. I don't know if you got those in your sampler platter. I didn't. Not very good. Not uh, good. Real, a, a nice texture to them, nice and soft, but very little seasoning. Ha, yeah. ha, similar to the sausage, okay. I found. But other than that, oh boy, I liked perfectly fine. My final say on this place, maybe your parents would like it. Yeah grandparents specifically your parents i think like really i i would put it in the same echelon as like a pizza ranch where it's you know kind of fun to go to and they've got you know some fun stuff on their menu but it's not like good oh cool i matched with somebody else on bumble should we go over this oh sure (laughs) liberal christian I quote too much from Ellen DeGeneres. Mm. Could be good. Why don't she message me? <laughs> <laughs> You're a big fan of uh, Ellen. Not uh, not the show, just her uh, no. her work practices. That's uh, how you. That's who, how you run the show around here in a very Ellen fashion. I honestly don't remember swiping on this person, okay. and it doesn't seem like someone. <laughs> Seems like faith. Then gonna have to delete this if this works out. <laughs> <laughs> that's always the hope just something to work out so andy can delete uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> speak of it <laughs> come on you know so well that if i cared about that so much would oh, be gone yeah yeah, yeah the, the the episodes would be a manageable length yeah. i did go through and like oh whatever i changed one of the episode descriptions <laughs> because of something like that once Anyway, uh, I tried the Bourbon and Beal Big Platter, Buffalo Shrimp Barbecue Wings, Crispy Gator Tails and Smoked Sausage, and Bologna Bologna, Mm -hmm. served up in a big platter. A real shareable plate. Wow. With four exclamation points. That's Mm. on the menu. Crispy Gator Tails, Dan. They were light battered. They looked crispy, but they were not. Not crispy at all. That's no good. This is an ongoing thing. I'm going to go ahead and say nothing on this plate was crispy, even though some of it looked crispy. Sure. Um, I want to say, I was going to say, um, I don't know if my parents would like this or not, or, or not. There's some places they like that are bland, but for the most part, I think they have pretty good taste. Like they, they, they go to places that taste good. I, I don't even know if I was talking about blandness. Just like a, you specifically it seems like a said my parents. Spot. You yeah. singled out my parents. Well, you know, at first I was saying the listeners' parents in general, but then it clicked with me. Your parents like Pizza Ranch and just something oh, about the the mall restaurant atmosphere. I think, I think, you know. You let me know, Tim and Charlotte. You tell me if you like it, please. <laughs> they listen. They have like a ritual where they go listen to these. They they 
they've been getting mm-hmm. takeout. And they eat in the car while listening to they this. They go eat it. They so. email you about all the funny stuff I did uh-huh. and how much they busted up uh-huh. at it. Oh, and it is always <laughs> you. Guess who didn't check in with me about my fruit fly problem? <laughs> Mom and dad. Mom and Pop. <laughs> <laughs> who knows? They could be the originator of the curse. <laughs> <laughs> what, my mental, ish, my mental health issues? Yeah. Almost yeah. certainly. You refer to it that way. <laughs> I mean, there's really nowhere else to trace it. <laughs> I love my parents so much. I love I'm very fortunate to have such good people as parents. Gonna have to delete that. <laughs> That's edit number two. <laughs> All right, uh, crispy gator tails. Uh, pretty much indistinguishable from chicken, Dan. Sure. And I, I wonder if I would be saying that if we didn't just recently have just delicious gator mm-hmm. that really I have good. thought about so much since then. Like I, we went. To, I'm referring, of course, to uh, um, shrimp and bayou classics, mm-hmm. which we waited forever for. Yep. And I think that maybe I even underrated it because of that. Because th- that gator was really good. It was awesome. And this gator was um fine. It was nothing special at all. This is a place I don't think anyone's going to go there and be like, the food's so good. It's no. like a place you go to hang out. It's just a crowd pleaser kind of menu where they've got a little something for everybody, but nothing good for anybody. It seems you know? like an all right hang, though. You know, for a church group or mm-hmm. like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, I would have never suspected it was gator. And uh, I think it might have been chicken. Hey, it very well I mean, might have been chicken. Honestly, the uh, the goal to try and put that past people is uh, enough for me to accept mm-hmm. it wholesale. I love it. And here's my proposition, Janet. I'm just thinking about this right Please. now. If you're going to do Gator, we, we know that they can do Nashville hot. Mm-hmm. They can do it pretty good. Oh, yeah. I think absolutely. we came down yeah, pretty positive right. on hot cluckers both, time we ta- both times we talked about it. Why not do a hot Gator sandwich? I don't know. They hot. don't have a hot chicken sandwich <clears throat> at all. <clears throat> hot chompers. Wow. Because they got those big mm. V mouths. Yeah. They do. <laughs> they sure do, Andy. They got those big hot V mouths. Chompers. Uh-huh. Michael Feltz. Hot chompers. No, this is Feltz, not Phelps. The, no. the United States swimming phenomenon. No, it's Feltz. Feltz. Like, like the top of a. Like. I felt bad for saying that the sure. BBQ wings mm. were truly awful. Ooh. Almost comically overcooked. Meat so tough as to be barely edible. Now sounds like hyperbole. It is not. You think they maybe did you a bait and switch and they gave you a chicken? Yeah, tenders probably and, gave me and gator, and wings. gator wings. Yep. I was laughing while chewing it because it was so hard to chew. Ugh. All these weird, intense crunches that just made no oh sense. Goodness. Like, why is this crunchy? Yeah, no thanks. Um, terrible. Just awful. Mm. Buffalo shrimp. Big shrimp with the tails on. Lightly battered and fried with a typical light, airy seafood patter. Patter. Mm. Batter. Mm. Seafood patter. That's like what we did with Lillian Stone. Absolutely. <laughs> Tossed in a mild buffalo sauce. I liked this. Kind of liked it a lot, Dan. That it's wish this a was weird more thing common. to like. I wish this was more common. Um, I'm sure the buffalo shrimp is a thing from around, but I liked it how big they were. I thought it was pretty good breading. Sure. I, you know, no one's going to be surprised about this, but I didn't think they were spicy enough uh, for buffalo. But this was good. Absolutely. Wish I wish I'd get that more often. Smoked sausage already described. Um, smoked bologna. 
bad. Not Dan. a big fan. I'm um, just not a big fan in general. Cubic but. hunks of fatty mush. Jeez. Just, just nothing. Just tasted Weird. like nothing. You How? bite into it and like no exaggeration, water comes out instead of grease. Gross. Uh, it's a very meat heavy sampler platter. Mm, so much. Like you, you know, usually you get more just like fried non-protein items with with your sampler well, platter. There was one slice of very thin like lettuce garnish with no body Ooh, or crispness to it at wow. all. And those were underneath the two buffalo shrimp. Sure. And I know that it was lettuce garnish because that one slice of that lettuce garnish was also on the burger that I mm. tried, the Swamp Burger, which is described wow. as our fresh hamburger patty seasoned Creole style with applewood bacon, pepper jack cheese topped with voodoo sauce. Mm. On a, I don't know why I did that voice. <laughs> uh, on a toasted bun with Creole mayo, lettuce, tomato, onion, and pickle. I ordered this without the pickles, Dan. Mm. Um, got pickles anyway. Uh, huge burger, perfectly shaped beef patty, too perfect, obviously frozen, frozen, mm-hmm. frozen, mm-hmm. Uh, just about flavorless, just nothing to it at all. Uh, I ordered it cooked medium, but it came closer to well done, which wound up being a bit of a blessing in disguise because the only real pleasure I got from the patty were like the flavor and texture of the burnt bits. Like that was the only bit that had any flavor, even if it was burntness do you think they just ask and then like never actually yeah. deliver that info to the kitchen I like strongly, a place like this yeah i strongly <laughs> suspect that's the case uh the bacon on top was soggy and soft i.e it had neither the crispiness nor crunchiness to make bacon so good on the top of a burger sure why bother why do bacon if you're not going to cook it right bacon doesn't sound like a great pairing with a creole seasoning and voodoo sauce it either is, uh, although yeah. i don't know what voodoo sauce is yet i don't think i do either because i couldn't taste it on there i could see it but i certainly couldn't taste it i think it may have been mayonnaise mm. um the pepper jack had a oh you know that actually makes sense because mayonnaise is what uh jimmy hendrix was singing about in voodoo child oh so, okay mm-hmm. <laughs> I wish I knew some lyrics so I could quote them back and we could, uh, you know, break those down. But. Got some eggs and oil in my pocket. <laughs> Chop it down with the eggs and oil. <laughs> Oof. Oh, I'm a voodoo child. Voodoo means mayonnaise. The pepper jack had a little heat to it. I'm surprised <laughs> that you didn't know that. He gets pretty explicit in the chorus there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to die too young. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Prophetic song. <laughs> uh, the tomato slices are so thin, they did not even register. Um, they were small. They were not very red. Dan had that like pale orangish Ooh, quality yeah. of a bad tomato. Sure. Worked at Subway for a little bit. Saw yeah. plenty of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did have like raw onion. And they were really big slices of raw onion, which I liked. Just the circles. Mm. You know, I, I probably uh, had the Doppler effect in my mouth there because I mm. showed Dan's yep. circle shape as I was talking. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Live digital Doppler radar <laughs> happening right now here in the studio. Uh, now, were these red or white onions? White. Mm. White onions. And um, that was the only good part. Everything else, like the, the bun tasted like 
What are the like one of the two ninety nine Walmart brand buns as sure. opposed to like the dollar sixty nine buns oh, yeah. that you get at the grocery store? Sounds like they're eking out a lot of profit. Yeah, <laughs> it does from some of their dishes, especially uh, this. There was nothing good about this. Thing. I mean, I don't know. I didn't hate it. It was fine. Every bite was just a bite of mush. Yeah. Nothing special about, about this right. at all. That's the way I felt about the boudin balls yeah. entirely. So I do want to talk about my ordering process at this place. So I, I ordered online. No, no, I didn't. This place I called in. I called in and I. Uh, I did my order with the no pickles. I'm not going to act it out. I know that's your bit. That's Yeah, please don't do my bit. Yeah, and we're 72 minutes into this record, so I don't <laughs> think we need to get into the bits too much. Um. So I walk in there. Oh, hi, my name's Andy. Uh, can I get a burger with no pickles <laughs> on it? Sorry, what? <laughs> can you repeat that? Uh, can I get the burger with no pickles on it, please? <laughs> Medium rare. I can Sir? see why they had some problems <laughs> with, with taking your order. <laughs> Sir, can you have your mom? Can you can you give the phone to your mom, please? Um. Yeah, so I called, I made my order, I drove up there. I, I gave them time because I knew the place was new. Mm-hmm. Um, just figured, you know, there's no way they're going to have it done on time. That sure. was my thinking. So I, they told me 15 minutes. I showed up about 22 minutes. And there were three people arguing about something behind the little podium mm-hmm. up front. And uh, I... I Walked up and I had my mask on. I was smile. I'm still smiling under the mask. I can't help it. Yeah, I've seen a lot of people like celebrating. They don't have to smile, which is weird because like I enjoy interacting with other people. Also, <laughs> smiles carry all the way up to your eyebrows, and I think you can very much tell whenever somebody's making a sour face with their mouth. Yeah, you, <laughs> even you, if you, you could probably just see know. their eyes. Yeah, I imagine in your line of work, you probably know. Yeah, yeah. Um, He's a smile critic. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yes, or a dentist, as some call yeah. them. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I like that. Uh, I got into uh, smile criticism. So my my dentist. <laughs> that's good. Um, yeah, so I walked up and they're arguing, and once one of them... They say, you know, they say if you become a smile critic, it's just because you couldn't have teeth yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get that. That doesn't make any sense, but I really like it a lot. I don't know what it's based on. I don't know what it means. It's just based on uh, musicians saying, mm. <laughs> like, dogging oh, music criticism yeah. as a profession because they're like, well, they just couldn't be musicians. So <laughs> how are they supposed to Which is like review my track? So not true. There are yeah. so many critics who became professional yeah, musicians. Professional it's musicians. Like also, they're just like... Narrative. Uh, yeah. It's, it's a... I don't know. The, yeah, the two things silly. don't really matter. I'm mad because somebody didn't like a yeah. thing. I mean, I get mad when people don't like things. Absolutely. I don't know why I'm mocking. Anyway, people have every right to criticize, though. <laughs> I sure as hope long as, so. Good as God. long as uh, <laughs> I can criticize their criticisms right back, as we've done on our show to people who've written us bad reviews. Yeah. Okay, Dan. I got to get through this story. Please. Three people standing there arguing about something. I don't know what mm, behind the podium. Probably their it's favorite blues musician. Two two women and a really young uh, man. It's probably BB mm. King. No muddy waters. <laughs> no buddy rich. Yeah. One of them's like Led Zeppelin's the only <laughs> true blues. And one of them's like Buddy Rich is a big band drummer, not a blues musician. <laughs> <laughs> buddy guys who I met. <laughs> 
buddy guy. Well, that, I mean, you can see why they were so yeah. frustrated. No, I was in buddy character. Rich. I was in oh, character. Yeah, that wasn't me yeah, personally. No, it was yes. all planned. Uh, I, I would have been mad too. So, uh, one of them looks at me and says, uh, "How many?" And I said, "Oh, I I ordered online." And she looks at me confused, like, "It's like, oh, oh I didn't know." So I, I called, called in my sure. order, and she looked at me confused, like, "Uh, what's the name on it?" Told her the name. So she walks back to the counter and checks and comes back and says, okay, it'll be, she says, it'll be five to eight minutes, mm-hmm. which is pretty specific, and sure. I like that. And I, um, I take out my card, and it's like, oh, where can I pay? And she's like, she says, she looks at me and says, pay over there. Mm. Does not point anywhere. Yep. Pay over there. And uh, so I just stand there with my credit card in my hand. The other two people continue to argue with each other about <laughs> something. I don't know if they were arguing, just having like a really intense conversation about something going on. And um, I'm just standing there with my card. The funniest one's Plaid Plaidshaw. <laughs> 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 this was pre-Poken Gate. Oh, okay. Actually. Well, then, then there's, it's up in the air still. <laughs> yeah. And um, you know, Dan, I'm very almost like overly friendly in interactions like this. Sure. Like I just want everybody to be happy and don't want to impose myself on anyone ever. So I'm, I'm holding up my, I'm holding up my credit card mm. like this. Um, can you want to describe that? Um, Stretch this out a little more. Almost as if you're uh, uh, putting in a bid at a silent auction. Yeah. Okay. That's good. Or a, a not silent auction because that's mm-hmm. silent auctions. You don't do that. I think both. You just, I don't know. Whatever. Who knows? Let's let's call Billy Long. Silent auctions are Billy Long and pieces asking. of paper. I think you write down that you would. Oh, like Oh right, yeah, right, 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 right. Like right. a yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Loud, I think I, yeah. We're talking about a loud auction. Mm. A loud auction, yeah. yeah. And so, so I'm holding it up mm. like a loud auction, uh-huh. and I say, "Oh, hey, can I can I pay for this now?" <laughs> or in this, the the young man goes. <laughs> He pulls the the hang on a second finger with yeah, me. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. I was like, "This guy is new. He is new to this. New, new, yeah, new to the profession entirely, yeah. seemingly." And the woman he was talking to did not. I don't know if, if that was his boss. She would have like instantly stopped sure. and said, uh, "Oh, I'm real sorry. Yeah, we'll take." But no, she went right along with it, and they kept talking. <laughs> it would have been funny if she just put her finger up too. <laughs> yeah. He didn't make eye contact with me. He yeah. put the hand up oh, yeah. for me to wait. <laughs> and I was I mostly thought this was very funny. <laughs> was happy for this kid that his boss wasn't around to yeah. see this. Oh, absolutely. It's like, oh boy, this is he's he would get in trouble. <laughs> and um they finish what they're doing and he's like, Oh yeah, just go sit over there. And he points over he points to this chair. That I see is, did you, did you sit in the chair you know Andy, I'm talking about? It's like right in front of us. You're almost describing the exact experience huh. I had, yes. So there's a chair that is sitting right in front of like the, it's like the computer where the uh-huh. server is going to ring people up. And there's there's people seated here, and improbably there are people seated throughout mm-hmm. this restaurant with one table in between each. There sure are. I can't believe people are doing that. Mm. Um, it's just astounding to me, but whatever. Um the chair is looking right down over a table where this couple is eating. It's seriously like <laughs> two feet away. And I'm like, I'm not going to sit there. I'm not going to just perch right over these people like a gargoyle. I'm not going to do it. And so I just like stood a little ways away. It took forever. It took like another mm-hmm. 15 minutes. So what I wound up doing was pulling the chair further away and sure. sitting there. But 
Anyway, I mostly just thought the finger was very funny. I didn't get the finger. I didn't, you know, they weren't arguing over anything, but I did call my order in right whenever they opened the doors, showed up about five minutes after they told me the wait time would be, and then waited another 10 to 15 mm-hmm. minutes or so they're, before they're I figuring got it. it out. Sure. But you know what? Absolutely. I care 0% because mm. I have no interest in ever going back. Yeah. Just not my kind of place. No, no. no. I, I would yeah. say neither of us are going to go back here. But that being said, Andy, I did like that jambalaya po' boy. I didn't like the sausage on there. I would rather it just be chicken and shrimp. But I thought for that, it it was really good. Yeah. I, I had a good time eating it. I liked that uh, buffalo shrimp. Let's move on. Wow. Next, we have... Finally. Secret Sandwich. Which is inside Sweet Boys, the new concept mm. from the uh, fellows of Good Spirits and Co. One of those brothers has been on the show. That's Rogan Howitt, and uh, with his partner slash brother Josh, <laughs> partner slash brother Josh Widner. Wow, they're brothers, right? I don't know. I've heard that they are, but they also look so little alike and are about a foot and a half difference in height. I bet I could ask my lovely girlfriend and she would probably know this information. Yeah, I don't know. But um, so I, I took a little bit out of a Feast magazine article here written by um, someone who was recently referred to on our show as a sweet Tessa Cooper. Oh. And I'm pleased to announce, Dan, that as of today, Tessa Cooper is booked for an episode of this podcast. Wow. Uh, for the end of next month. Don't know what we're going to cover yet, but... uh. Lillian, great person, passed on the number and uh and contacted Tessa Slipped now. Slipped us excited. those digits. Thank yeah. you, Lillian. Hmm. This makes it sound slightly more insidious than it was. <laughs> was not my idea even. <laughs> uh, anyway, she seems very nice via text. Excited to meet her. As a cocktail dive housing a hidden arcade and secret sandwich shop, Sweet Boys Neighborhood Bar represents the culmination of everything Good Spirits and Coke concept of every Good Spirits and Coke concept to date. It's kind of a... I'm going to do Ro, uh, Rogan's voice. It's kind of a hybrid of everything we've ever done before, <laughs> says Rogan Howitt, who co-owns the new bar with Good Spirits and Now, Co. for listeners, just to clarify, Andy did not just lay in a clip of Rogan Howitt, past guest of the show. He the, uh, That was actually Andy doing a vocal impression of uh-huh. the man. Just beautiful. Uh... Only doing that because he is one of those friendly acquaintances <laughs> I've made through doing the show. Good guy. It's kind of a hybrid of everything we worked on before, says uh, Rogan Howard Cohn's the new bar with Good Spirits and Co. Business manager Josh Widner and fried design co-owner Josh Sullivan. It's been a good melting pot of all the things we've always wanted to do, but never really fit with certain models we've already had. Of course, they run uh, Golden Girl and Best of Luck Beer Co. Wow. Both of which have like very considered specific aesthetics Mm -hmm. and good boys is no exception sweet boys sweet boys uh sweet boys yes and it's all about the Mm -hmm. devil but it's like sweet boys but they're devils weirdly i didn't notice any of the devil iconography really walking in there i i saw uh i saw none of it maybe i just wasn't i you know i kind of walked in the front door there um and I'm immediately looking for where the secret sandwich shop is. So I think I probably missed a good amount of the actual, you know, sweet boys oove. But I did notice. It's not oove. Oove. It's not what an oove is. Oove. I know you're searching for a different word for aesthetic. I'm not searching for a different word. I like the word I used. 
Oeuvre. Liking the way a word sounds does not mean you get to force the word to mean what you need it to. Well, listen back to the show, Andy, because it does in my case. Uh, Yeah, you know, I just didn't get a great feel for the place in there. Did you say that this replaced scotch and soda? It is so weird how little of a bearing I have on, like, my location at any one time. Because I've been in scotch and soda Mm -hmm. plenty of times. Uh, Absolutely did not like it. Um, those scotch and soda yeah uh god this is such an improvement on i, I you know scotch and soda obviously looked very cool inside mm-hmm. was going for an aesthetic and achieved it i just did not like that aesthetic yeah. and uh always felt uncomfortable hanging out there and it looked uh, like unwelcome. it was like upscale hunter's lodge oh my goodness just le- leather seats like a nice comfy place and real expensive like yeah nice scotchy drinks but just i don't know i just didn't feel welcome i share that feeling dan um i didn't dislike it in there i mean i actually have some good memories of going there but <sighs> unwelcome is kind of the right vibe i, don't I mean it's, it's kind of the right description of the vibe at, at scotch and soda i feel like i hung with a lot of friends who loved going there too yeah. and i feel like every time i found myself there i was just like let's what are we doing guys let's get going that said i can't wait to go to sweet boys once we're able to go hang out inside again yeah because i really liked it in there i love yes absolutely and i i i think that vibe stands i think they've got a good layout and a good vibe this this feels like a place that really gets me because i'm i'm a little devil Mm -hmm. yeah it's been discussed Mm -hmm. um now it's like you know, obviously dark, deep reds, but not really not the kind of scary deep red that they have like the red room at billiards. Absolutely not billiards. Uh, flame. That's what I'm talking mm. about. Hate the red room at Flame. I would compare this closer to like the Hepcat yeah. in in a feel. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, it's kind of uh, it does have sort of a speakeasy vibe in there. Sure. I did not get to go to the back where the pinball machines are and stuff because I already had my sandwiches ready to go behind the bar whenever I got there. Oh, really? So I yeah. did get to go back is there, it cool? and it, it it is cool. I didn't get to you know get a full look at all the equipment that they had there, but it seems like they have a ton of like arcade games, pinball machines, and uh, seems like it would be a great hang once this uh, global e- epidemic is over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, so. Uh, it's called Secret Sandwich, mm-hmm. and they're not doing too great a job keeping it secret, Dan. Yeah, I, I agree, Andy. You, there's definitely information out there on it. However, I would say pretty bad SEO on this sandwich <laughs> shop because when well, you search for secret sandwiches, you just get information about different restaurants, secret yeah, menus. I think the name is technically Secret Sandwich SGF. Now, and their website works very well andy Mm -hmm. they've got an online ordering system at secret sandwich sgf.com but whenever you search for secret sandwich that website does not pop up Mm -hmm. do we have anybody listening specializes in seo is there a specific listener i think we do there is there is one (laughs) (laughs) at least one (laughs) seo and beyond seo i would say uh i don't know if either of the owners of the place are listening right now probably not but the the menu on the website, Andy, um, bad, I think. White text on like a mm. very strange like brown black background. Hard to read is all I'm saying. I, I would just consider maybe switching that background up a little bit because I had a real hard time reading every menu item. Wow. I'm sorry, Dan. 
It's okay. I probably need glasses. Do you? I just took my driver's test and uh, did did struggle with that top line. No, oh, I passed, no. so so I'm good. I'm sorry, Dan, but uh, I think it, it might be glasses. Time hey, man, for me. I, you know, I've got glasses, and it's in a consolation. It sucks. <laughs> well, you know, you <laughs> it's, say it's gonna that, be but, terrible. Uh, just a couple of years ago, both of my brothers uh, went their whole lives without glasses, <laughs> and now are both bespectacled, both Zach and Travis. Okay, and they look a lot better. I think I would look better with with a nice pair of. Shades. Okay, so Zach, I, I mean, maybe it's because I know I've known him as a person mm. with glasses since we've become sure. friends. Well, he's a big nerd too, so you would oh, expect okay. him to have had glasses prior to like I think uh, like three or four years ago. I don't. I haven't seen Travis in person in many years, mm. but he doesn't seem like a glasses. He's person rocking to me. the glasses. He's living <laughs> that dad life, rocking glasses. <laughs> Travis is looking good. But, you know, soon we'll. Be a whole bespectacled family. We're gonna look great. <laughs> we got to do a show soon. You got to get Travis to come so I can talk to him. I, you know, someday I've asked him to be on. He has uh, yeah. respectfully declined. <laughs> <laughs> Why? I don't know. You know, he's he's. Uh... It probably get real weird because we got a bunch of stories. <laughs> he's not like the other Howl boys. He, he values his privacy a he little more. Need I think. an audience. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's talk about some sandwiches, Dan. I tried two. That's right, Dan. I ordered two today. 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 Look, you can save sandwiches for later. It's you easily sure savable. And I was afraid we wouldn't have enough to talk about. Why do I have this feeling well, I persistently? Don't, we really need to get that out of our heads. Uh, why, why, you know, I only got one sandwich, so why don't you get into one of yours? Actually, just, I've gotten so many messages show-related during this record, Dan. I just got them from Sarah Jenkins, where I was trying to sell. I'm just going to go ahead and say that I was trying to get somebody to come on the show as Christy Fulnicky. Wow. And couldn't get any couldn't get anyone to do it, which I totally understand. Uh-huh. And I pitched Sarah Jenkins on doing a different bit with basically a different character with the same bit today. And I'm I'm eager to hear her response. And you might hear a hear hopefully you'll hear a character <laughs> with, with a female voice on the show soon. Other than Joe Cusack, who made her debut last week. Yeah, I just realized <laughs> that I pitched Sarah on playing a man. Oh wow. So. <laughs> Good job, Andy. <laughs> All right, so I tried the St. Louis, which says... I'm so glad you tried this, Andy. I really wanted you to. I didn't misspeak. It's the St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Fresh sliced house-made terrine and your choice of Provel or pepper jack cheese garnished with pepperoncini, onion, and Dijon mustard on a sub roll served hot. Wow. Okay. All of these toppings... Except for the Dijon mustard, were purely texture, and that is because the Dijon mustard overpowered every other flavor. Oh, really? But it was very good, very good Dijon mustard, and very good textures. It was a nice mix. Should we get into what terrine is? Because sure. I think this is the first time we've ever had it. Go ahead for the show, either of us. A terrine in traditional French cuisine is a loaf of force meat or aspic. Similar to a pate that is cooked in a covered pottery mold. What's force meat? Um, I do not know. Uh, you know, it makes a comparison there to pate, so I would guess it's some kind of just finely ground meat or like a mixture of different ground meats, uh, ground all the way to a yeah. paste that that then kind of sets itself. It was like two. Like oblong ovals mm. that were were set atop like set atop each other in the middle. Like their middles overlapped 
and these are like half sub rolls. These mm -hmm. are half length sub rolls. Pretty expensive for the size of the sandwich, I must oh, yeah. say. They're well, like nine or eleven. I think this one was eleven dollars. Tureen and pate—that's the price on all their sandwiches. Yeah, nine or eleven. Tureen and pate are expensive yes. items. They're very time sensitive. Like they take a long time to make. They usually take a lot of different protein in them. Mm -hmm. uh, this one, I'm not sure what it was made out of. I almost think it was chicken. Did yours have a like almost lighter chickenish color? I could not, Dan. I could not taste anything. I guess it did sort of have that color, yeah. But I could not taste anything really except for the Dijon. I mean, wow. it, it was pungent. It was strong. It was really good. But I could not really appreciate the flavor of anything else on this sandwich. It might as well just have been a Dijon sure. sandwich. The roll's really good, though. Nice French roll. Yeah. Absolutely. Enjoy the French roll. Served, I think, like you would call it bodega style. I almost think that they maybe carve out a little bit of the inner roll mm. like a yeah. Jimmy John's yeah. does. You can order it that way. Sure. Yeah. Um, that's probably the closest comp. It's like a very fancy mm -hmm. Jimmy John's. It's Absolutely. Jimmy John's if they used the highest quality ingredients. Absolutely. I yeah. totally agree. So what what's uh, what, what sandwich did you try? Andy had to do the dedict on him. I got the Urbano. Hmm. That's Mojo Pork, house-made terrine, thin-sliced Italian ham and Swiss, garnished with mustard and spicy giardinera mix. And that's pressed between some authentic Cuban bread. It's a Cuban, but also it's European. Mm. That's how yeah, the menu reads. The... There's a little more. It's also served hot. Um, Andy, this, you know, I obviously, I don't need to tell the listeners. If I see a Cuban or Cuban varietal on a menu, that's what I'm going to order. Uh, there's another restaurant that we were looking at going to this week. They've got a Cuban quesadilla. And when we do get around to them, listeners... You can bet I'm going to be talking mm. about that. I first just wanted to get into the terrine uh, because it's the only thing on here aside from the Jardinera that is like not Cuban, really. Like uh, it does have ham and some uh, pork on there. But this, like I said, I thought it was chicken, a nice light color, super delicate taste. I dissected mine to kind of get the taste of everything. Mm -hmm. Um, super smooth texture. Uh, you know, a lot of terrine has olives in it, like a, uh, almost, a, it's almost like head cheese or like didn't an olive loaf. you just say you, you hadn't had it before and didn't know what it was? No, I didn't know what it was. I had to look all this oh, up after okay. ordering the sandwich. Gotcha. Uh, you know, this was one of the many times on the show where I read the menu description and completely skipped past mm -hmm. one of the parts of it being the terrine. Uh, so I was pretty surprised to find, but I thought it had like a bundle of basil in there. I thought that that was a real lovely taste and texture. Nice. Andy, I really, really liked this sandwich, really liked the house-made jardinera, some carrot, maybe celery, some hot peppers, onions, really tasty, nice texture, super hot, Andy, to the point that with that mustard, the very same mustard that you had, I think it overpowered the whole sandwich. Mm. I, I thought it was a little too spicy. You know, I I I love the fact that they went there with the spice. It was a spicy oh, sandwich. They went there. They, they did. And uh, texturally beautiful. The ham had a nice hardness to it. Uh, the pork was not exactly shredded, but just kind of cut. But uh, it was sliced pork, but cooked to the point of like a fatty fall apart level. Mm -hmm. Um, and then all that with the like smooth terrine, really great texture, 
good flavors, but truly overpowered by that real strong mustard and jardinera mix. Nice. Well, not exactly. Hmm? It was a negative. <laughs> I was saying a nice say description. Say bad. Was it bad? You say bad when it's a bad thing. Fine. The second sandwich that I tried was just very simply called the ham and butter. Yep, sure ham was. Ham and butter. Whipped butter and thinly sliced prosciutto on toasted sub roll. Wow. Not a toasted sub roll, just toasted sub roll. So European of you. It really is. Is the, is the description. It also said, add some apricot jam if you're feeling spicy. That's not what it says. It says, add some apricot jam <laughs> if you are feeling sassy. Uh, and you know me, Dan. I'm a sassy. People yeah. say it about me all I the was, time. I, I was about to say it. <laughs> Noted. 236. Uh, yep. <laughs> Dan, I, I, I loved the sandwich. I thought this was just awesome. Um, extremely rich, as you might expect for a sandwich with uh, butter in the name. They're really thin slices of prosciutto, mm. as prosciutto, prosciutto is by nature. But they're layered over each other till it's about three-fourths of an inch high. And it is pretty wild how simple this is. I mean, the butter it doesn't even really register as an ingredient because it's sort of melted into the bun. Mm. And so wow. each side, I think it's on both sides. And each side of the bun, you can smell the butter, like opening the thing up. Ugh. And each side is... Uh, soft on the inside and just a little bit crusty on the outside. We didn't really sure. talk about the bread that much, but it's not very tough. Sometimes we get those French rolls that mm. are really tough on the outside. This there's a little bit of crustiness on the on the outside, yeah. but it's not intense at all. The bourbon and beef French roll leaned more on the tough side. This yes. is definitely the preferable French roll of the two. Um I got that. I reached up to get a French nice. roll and I got them. Yeah. I'm getting real good at it. Getting pretty good. Only two thousand more. <laughs> It's really good. No, I, I, that was probably the last one. You're doing pretty well, truly. It, it's, yeah. It hasn't been as it's much improved. of a problem today. Um, I mean, we were in the tower, so we're in a different room. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. But, but you didn't carry many from the tower. No. And do you see how I just like dealt with it? Look at that. Mm -hmm. I'm doing so much better oh, mentally, absolutely. too. I just got, I just plucked it from the air. Oh, well, yeah. It's like a skull. Put it in my resume. Yeah. Fly plucker. <laughs> Think of something that rhymes that's more apt. What? I don't know. Pucker? <laughs> Yeah, I love yeah, the fly pucker. I want to kiss a little fly. Wow. Okay. <laughs> We're friends now. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, real good sandwich, Dan. I of course I put the the apricot jam on there. Oh, sure. Because I'm sassy. And uh it really leveled it up, man. What a great mix of flavors. I don't really this isn't even really a criticism, but there were a couple bites where the prosciutto was make so stringy that it was kind of like mm, yeah. would get caught yeah. in the teeth a little bit, but that's sort of the texture of prosciutto. Sure. That's what you go for. Not a criticism. Even kind of liked it. It was a little bit of an adventure, you know? <laughs> um, I, I've made that joke a bunch of times in the show <laughs> about eating something being an adventure, but it really kind of was. It yeah. was exciting. Uh, I loved it, Dan. These are expensive, but it's like 
the high, an extremely high quality version yeah. of something very simple. Some of the highest quality sandwiches in town. If I mean, just on a like sub roll level, probably the highest quality sandwich you can get in town right now. I mean, Tareen, you're just not getting that elsewhere. And you know, and I also do have my own quabbles with squabbles. Excuse me, I know that because of a song that you mm-hmm. wrote long ago. Um, that that it's squabbles and not quabbles. Uh, you looking for quibbles? I don't know, Andy. Uh, I'm looking for quibbies. I kind of of like squibbles. Well, it's like a little fight. My one squibble with this uh, (laughs) was the price point. But whenever I place it in the context of being in like a nice bar, oh, I cannot wait until bars open back up. Mm. Well, they are open. I cannot wait until I'm more comfortable to go back into a bar to drink a drink maskless 2022 Sipping a nice hard Rogan Howard approved cocktail and then going to the back to get one of these delicious sandwiches. And I would pay you just Andy just drank another fruit fly as we're speaking right out of his whiskey. Uh, I, I would pay fifteen dollars. Wow. He's wiped it on his palm from his mouth. Uh-huh. Yeah, I see it. Uh, I would pay fifteen dollars, Andy for a sandwich of this quality if I were a few drinks in and uh, feeling a little looser in my pockets. It just, I, it, it's a great spot yeah. for such great sandwiches. I, I hope they succeed. Yeah. One of my new favorite spots. I think. I, I'm trying to avoid the doom saying, I hope they survive so that oh, we yeah. can go and enjoy it the way it's meant to be enjoyed. I truly do. And I hope that all the places survive. Oh. We've lost a bunch already, and it's a huge bummer. It really is, Andy, and I think it's probably going to happen some more. I'm doing everything I can to keep all the places that serve general chicken alive. I can tell you that. <laughs> yeah, so you tried I, your hardest. I've exhausted myself. <laughs> I've, I've burned myself out on all the places close by, um, and I've been cooking, too. I eat at least one home-cooked meal a day. I mean, I'm counting um, Crock-Pot. Like, I do Crock-Pot sure. stuff and eat it over and over and over, but... uh I will still do my peanut chicken once a week, mm. but everything else close by, and it's like, I don't feel like getting it. I yeah. am straight up burnt out on so many places close. And um, weirdly, now that I'm stuck at home, venturing away, venturing far away from home, I'm less likely to do it yeah, somehow. I get that. It's weird. That said, sometimes we'll have new albums come out or something, and want to like... Just a real simple pleasure that I that I've indulged in a few times is to just leave the house and drive around for no reason. Sure, listen to music in my car, which is the best sound system that I own. Oh, absolutely. Um, As is for most people. We don't have a lot of time because you got a hard out, but mm-hmm. also we can do whatever we want in the Tower Club. It's an hour and forty two sure minutes, and we just keep going. I could just leave, and then you could close it out <laughs> for another thirty. Yeah. <laughs> I probably could. You absolutely could. Yeah. I, I trust you fully. Um. What you been eating with your eyes and ears, Dan? <laughs> Andy, I didn't even write this stuff down this yeah. week. I, I, uh, me and the girlfriend been still watching a lot of Peep Show. Mm-hmm. We're on like the last two episodes of that fantastic series, uh, the the pinnacle of British comedy. Uh, I guess that Office show is pretty good too. Whatever that was called. 
Um, yeah, lot lot of that. Been uh, listening to a lot, a lot of music. Uh, me and my girlfriend recently just switched to the duo plan on Spotify, which has been a whole game changer. So mm. we're not screwing with each other's uh, algorithms anymore, which is to say that my algorithm isn't just plugging me exclusively cocktail twins albums because that's like all that she listens to and just just really muddies up my yeah. hardened exterior of an algorithm that i'd like but yeah we got two separate accounts now and that's great and we get to, to play music on them and I, I i've been really enjoying father john misty's last couple albums which my girlfriend's made fun of me says it makes me a hipster and yeah, she's probably right. It probably does. But I, I really, really like them. And I've been trying to put them together into one ultimate two-hour-long double album, Andy. And whenever I'm all finished with that, I'll, I'll, I, I'll send it along your way. I checked out on FJM. <laughs> really? Just the indulgent meta-ness oh, but yeah, is a I, little I love bit it. much for me. I love it. Yeah. I, I, I was a big fan before, but then he just like crawled right up inside. Oh, I, I, I'm very himself. into it. I... Yeah, he's like a like a snarky Elton John or something. I don't There's know. Still I, good, I just still re- good songs. Re- it's just a yeah. little much. Pure comedy, I think, is a it's ten out of ten five star mm. album in my opinion. And I, I think love, that's where you're talking about getting off the train. I love his first. I love his first album. Hollywood Forever Cemetery sings is one of my. Great. I think it was Great my song. number one song of that year. One of the best songs to come out that year mm-hmm. or the decade. But I mean, gotta say. I, I like the later output more yeah, than great. more there's, than that album. There's really good. There's yeah. really good Ooh. stuff. Is Pure Comedy the one that has all the love songs on it? No, that's I Love You, Honey Bear. Okay, I, like I that haven't one listened too. to that one at all. That so one's I'm really good. I love I, holding off good. on an artist's album, like and just holding on to it for like a year or two and not listening to it, and finally getting to dive in, like uh, in a get to be completely yeah. fresh. But for our listeners, uh, if you want to keep up with what I've been listening to. Pure comedy from, I think, 2016, and then God's Favorite Customer from the very next year. Similar thematic albums. I'm trying to pack them all into one mega double album, mm-hmm. uh, and boy, am I having a good time with it. Just just nonstop. I, not even the type of music I typically yeah. listen to. It is interesting you're doing that. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know what it is, but uh, something about that album just clicked with me when it came out. Really like it. I... Uh I've been listening to uh, Folklore, the Taylor Swift album, sure. which I realize every single music person has been mm. talking about. Yeah, we're and, going um, for deep cuts this week. It's great. It's really good. Have I mean, not listened. Pretty much since she stopped doing the full-on country thing, she's been appropriating uh, styles of music that have already been popular. Sure. And just doing it outright. Like There's not even... There's no pretending she's doing otherwise. Like she'll hire the best producers of each genre and mm. work with them and kind of like apply her own aesthetic to it. And I watched that documentary about her that Miss Americana last last year. Mm. And um it's really good. Also didn't see it. Um I like it a lot and it made me like her more. I've always been I'm always interested in like pop stars and pop stardom. But that documentary really did a great job of showing why she has always had to be so guarded with her persona um, because women, pop stars, especially women, are held to this like impossible standards. Sure. And if you aren't guarded like that or aren't specific about the way that you present yourself, um, you're, you, she could just lose her whole entire career. She absolutely could, yeah. And that documentary is about how she sort of was able to get over that a little bit and start being more open about 
how she felt about felt about political and social issues. Mm. Not to say that she's done anything, you know, huge, but she she's done like her hurt someone that huge making any stand at all is is a pretty big oh, yeah. deal. I mean, compared to other pop stars of her same status, I as much as I really don't care for Taylor Swift's music yeah. even a little bit. I I would say the things that she's done in the last few months, uh, politically wise, have introduced a lot of people yes. to to things that they would never have thought and about. So a really lovely. It's thing. kind of embarrassing that uh, hard lefties, some you know people that are quite about a lot like you and me, try to shame her for that, and <laughs> I just don't get it. <laughs> don't get it at all. We don't need to get into it that much, but bothers me. That, that is the narrative. Eh, you know. Sometimes you just want something to be mad at. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, the album is really good. Mm. Um, one of the one of the dudes from the National composed a lot of the music. I think eleven out of the sixteen. It's way too long. Her last several yeah. albums have been way too long. Yeah. Um, he composed eleven out of the sixteen songs, and I really. No, there's no songs I don't like, but it's kind of a fun game. It's similar to your father John Misty thing. Sure. Except it's taking songs away to make one good, like one yeah. decent well, I, length album. I tried to do that with uh, Smashing Pumpkins, Melancholy, mm. and the Infinite Sadness. Tried to yep. take away all the non, like, metal to hard rock songs to make it just one hard rock yeah. banger of an album. And boy, is it good. Part of the fun of every Taylor Swift album is kind of the mix of lines that are so clever and funny with lines that are so unbelievably cringe inducing just right next to each other. Um, and there's a lot of that, a lot of both in that album often like back to back. And it's gotten to the point where like, I like that about it. <laughs> and I like about that about her music. It's like, Oh, that's, that's very funny. Um, there's a couple of songs on there that are just good, which is really cool. Um, there's one with the dude, from Bon Iver. It's it's a straight up duet. It's like an old school one one verse from one person, one verse from the other person, then joined together for the last one thing. And it's it's really beautiful. Um I mean it's so corny also. But Justin Vernon, the Bon Iver guy, has secretly been corny the whole time also. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean that he just finds like really interesting ways to say very corny stuff. Yeah. And um I love artists that that play with language and he's a person who's always done that what a strange like chain linking her and kanye west yet again i know with like a justin vernon feature i had never i hadn't even thought about that not even to litigate the taylor swift kanye west stuff i am not i'm sure i'm not the first person to say this but i know i'm the only person I, i at least saw talking about it online it is wild that taylor swift is cussing now Mm. and kanye Kanye isn't is not yeah that is wild yeah. to me because I would have never imagined either one. Like her image was always so cut and dry, sure. even as she got past the point that a lot of artists would have even like performatively mm-hmm. started cursing like your Miley Cyrus or Katy Perry or whoever. Um, there's men who have done that too, like Zayn, the One Direction guy, started getting real sexy. Sure. You know? But uh, anyway, it's really good. The first song just slays me. It's called The One, lowercase t, number one. Wow. All lowercase on this album. Yeah. Not a fan. Not a fan <laughs> of that. She didn't need to do that. But whatever. I'm I'm, 34, I'm a 34-year-old <laughs> man. Like, what I think doesn't matter. 
I wouldn't presume that it does. I just have my gut instincts yeah. about this stuff. Anyway, really been enjoying that a lot. Um, I've been listening to the band Idols constantly, mm-hmm. which is, I mean, I was already a fan. Anyway, a lot I of Idols about talk this. on your Twitter. Yeah. And I was already a fan, but then I watched the concert. No, I listened to that concert, mm-hmm. the live album, straight, start to finish. I've been listening to live albums yeah. a lot just because I miss going to shows. I used to be a person who did not like live albums. Dan. I'll send you a Twitter thread I just found the other yes, day please. of the best live albums in uh, one of my uh, follows' uh, opinion. I was just talking to my dad about trying to sell my dad on listening to Live at Reading, the Nirvana album, which sure. is my favorite right Nirvana on. album. Yeah. And up until that point, that was the only live album that I really swore by. Um, but now I'm listening to them because I miss going to shows so much. And that Japan Droids live album that just came out, which is one of my favorite bands. They did not intend to put that out as an album, and then they just saw like a niche that could be filled and put it out. That's fantastic. And after that, I was like, you know, I'm gonna go back and give this Idols album a shot. So good. And like, I'm. I've talked about it before, Dan. I am a an openly emotional person. There's a certain event in my life where I, that suddenly became a reality, and I'm not ashamed of it. There are moments in the album where he's just talking in between oh, yeah. songs that make me cry. Yeah. Like, I just. There's just two, but like, yeah. I can totally relate with you there, Andy. If there's anything I'm going to cry at, it is watching a live musical Mm -hmm. performance on YouTube. Like, not even seeing music performed live in person do I get that emotional. If I see something just like well shot on YouTube and like have some kind of story for the band and just can like see how far they've made it, how much they've accomplished, like, and everybody just really loving it, like... That makes me well up I mean, every time. I'm also hyper conscious of the time right now, but it really doesn't matter. Okay. That uh, Idols put out that concert, the video of that concert on YouTube. Yeah, they probably yeah they probably did it with like five or six cameras. It's nothing too. Um, it's not the production is not like hot, that high or anything, no. but it looks really good. And the sound is 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 fantastic. Have you watched it? I haven't. No, it's saved. I'm I'm very excited um, too. I've got the record. But. I was talking to my buddy Tim, and he was saying, "I just I lo- he just told me straight up that he just like loves watching. He's a Tower Club member mm-hmm. and a, a really good dude. Um, we've been talking. We were talking about idols, and he said I love watching their videos on YouTube. And after that, I Great that's when I discovered videos. that they had that hour and forty five minute concert, mm-hmm. and I sat and watched it, and just like I think they do two songs they do that like slow version of the song colossus to open mm-hmm. it which is like just the best opener you could possibly yeah. i mean it's just an incredible way to open open a show oh yeah and then he gives that Engineered speech about to do so yes and then the dude just like gives a speech about how people need to take care of care of each other yep. in the mosh pit they play hyper yeah, this is a punk yeah. band by the way for for those loud, unfamiliar with their music loud aggressive mm-hmm. like i would say like hyper ethical punk band yeah uh, it, it, yeah music about loving yourself and loving others and uh uh putting homophobes in coffins yeah, is, is a line from that yeah. song colossus that uh i'm like stone cold boy. steve austin oh. i put homophobes in coffins wow. what a band yeah what a, what a fantastic um, band and just i i i welled up at that moment because not only is it a sentiment that I strongly support, there's been a real movement among punk bands to like reduce moshing, sure. and especially to make shows safe for women. Oh, absolutely. And the guy, the drummer in the band in that show has like safe gigs for women is on mm-hmm. his shirt, yeah. which 
I mean, it's it's a major problem or has been. I mean, that was all filmed in like 2018, and we're yeah. just seeing this week like the complete dissolution oh. of a huge indie record label. Because more than like, one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, we don't need to litigate any of that uh, because I don't have any time to. But, uh, yeah, I, I mean, R.I.P. Burger Records. I mean, good riddance, don't, whatever. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, take the P out of there. But, just rest in. Uh, yeah, yeah, they're, they're gone. And, and hopefully that's uh, going to set the, the mood for a lot of other places. Yeah. But anyway, then I just went back and started listening to their entire catalog, mm. like those first two EPs. And the first two songs they ever put out uh, released on a major release are incredible. They One of them sounds like Interpol and another one sounds like U2. Like they were clearly mm. figuring out what they wanted their own sound to be. And they're just phenomenal. Like Good they, bands. They'd be the best. They'd be the best songs by just about <laughs> any other band, and they don't even play them live anymore. Like, I just can't imagine having. I I was on Twitter today. I'm just repeating a tweet. No one has made it this far anyway. <laughs> the song like twenty six dash twenty seven and the and the song Mayday. I can't imagine having those songs in your arsenal as a band and then just not playing. And just not playing hey. Yeah. I mean, have you heard the chorus? Just imagine being in a show and a band playing the song Mayday. I haven't heard those I might, EPs. I might stick it in. I'm going to stick it in Please. at the end of this episode just so people can hear it. And just like, even if you don't like punk, you cannot deny that that would be so fun. so good and speaking just, of the end of this episode i love music and i love punk so much and um tomorrow dan i'm gonna i'm gonna go play punk music with people in person wow for the first time that's in, awesome in ages it's kind of almost like a first date kind of thing just what feeling it out seeing yeah, how it goes sure. and i spent about half my summer school my first summer school paycheck on some new gear got a new guitar i and saw a new that amp. lovely i got the guitar not, I mean, it's not like a specific model, but I wanted a black Telecaster since I was about 18. And now I've got it, man. I'm real excited. I'm I drove, excited to hear it. I drove all the way across town. That's okay. I tell that story some other time. <laughs> but I, I w- was like, I spent about four hours driving across town to buy things I knew exactly what I wanted yesterday. It's the whole story. But we really don't have time. No, so. we literally do not, Andy. Um, thank you, everyone, for listening. We'll see you uh, this uh, Tuesday. Mm-hmm. We're going to be covering Riyadh. Riyadh. Um, which I now feel bad for some of the... Th- I mean, I didn't say anything bad about sure. the place, but... A, b- a uh, bit of a mythical yes. Springfield restaurant, though. Turns out it's not as mythical to go try it. as I thought. And we're going to have a, another local stand-up as a guest, too. Wow. We, we haven't met yet. Haven't met, so... Well, that'll we can be grand old time, I'm sure. I guess we are having guests. <laughs> so. Yeah, we lied. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.